Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. Hello, it is one minute and 15 seconds after the hour of five, and this is the month of June in the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not really ostentatious studios of Rock 101 KUFO. Good morning to you. We are here in uh, beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is the uh, Rick Emerson radio program, an excursion into amusements of all varieties. It is uh, 503-228-4101 if you would like to uh, join us today. 503 503- 228-4101. We are here alongside uh, Sarah X. Dillon and Tim Riley at the news desk, along with uh, production assistant Greg Nibbler, holding things down ably as he uh, as he always does. Before we do anything else, good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Please tell me you saw the Brett Michaels thing. No. Oh. I haven't. Oh. Even, I haven't really, oh, I envy you. I've been away from the internet like all weekends. So. Raise your hand if you've seen the Brett Michaels thing. Anybody? I have not, but I read about it. Oh, it's the. I almost. What is it? I almost don't even want to describe it. Uh, do me a favor. Are you, do you have the, uh, the Intertron I, open? I go, do, I do. Just go to, uh, go to rickemerson.com. Let's all go to rickemerson.com, shall we? Even I, Rick Emerson, will be going to rickemerson.com right now. All right. Okay, I'm doing that. Go to rickemerson.com and just watch the top video. There's two YouTube videos there. They're about 15 seconds each. You go there, you click the first one, and then you can click the bottom one and get a closer view of it. Okay, I'm watching. Okay, it's about 18 seconds long. Dancing. He finishes. Dancing. Oh, let me just get off stage here with the rest <gasps> of the... Oh! <laughs> Down goes Frazier! How awesome is that? That's kind of incredible. Oh. All right, so if you haven't seen this yet... <laughs> That's great. Here's I what... have to see it again. Yeah, watch watch the video below <laughs> that. There's a close-up. one. Here's, here's what it is. You go to rickemerson.com. It's Brett Michaels performing with Poison at the Tony Awards. <laughs> That's terrific. Isn't it the best thing you've ever seen? <laughs> what better ways are to start a week than this? So it's, it's the Tony Awards for 2009, which happened over the weekend. And one of, uh, one of the musicals... The, one of the musicals that was that was you know, the, all the rage with the young people this year was this. Uh, it was a show <laughs> called Rock of Ages, and Rock yeah. of Ages follows this struggling, uh, you know, rock, young rock star trying to make it to the top in the crazy mixed up world of music and whatever. But as part of the um, as part of the musical, there's all this sort of contemporary rock music, and so at the Tonys they have Brett Michaels and Poison there performing. Uh, I think it's nothing but a good time. And so as the musical number is ending, and you can see all this at uh, RickEmerson.com, safe for work and glorious. Um, as the song ends, there's this huge metal set piece descending from the ceiling. I think it might actually just be a huge metal marquee that says Tony Awards. And it comes out of the ceiling, and everybody else, because it's a very choreographed thing, which you can tell he's not really used to being just a, you know, just a rock guy. It's a huge metal marquee descending from the ceiling. Everybody else makes it off stage in time. Brett Michaels turns around and tries to run off stage up the steps. Bam! Clotheslined by this huge metal sign that comes right out of the rafters. And oh, don't get me wrong. so unfortunate. I love Brett Michaels. I love Poison. But I watched that like a hundred times last night. <laughs> 
It's the best thing you'll ever see. He's okay, right? Because it looks like it's still coming down pretty He's, fast. Well, it looks like he won't be able to do his radio interviews today. His um, his spokesperson claims that uh, despite all appearances, he did not, quote, break his nose. Because it looks, oh. it looks a lot like you break your nose doing that. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I'm gonna watch it one more time here. I'm gonna watch the. Man. I'm going to watch the close-up version, and then we'll begin the actual show. So go to rickemerson.com at your first opportunity. Watch this great shot of Brett Michaels getting getting creamed by this uh, right there. That's right in the face. That is right in the face. All right, there you go. He Brave. does seem like a great person. Though. He really does. Or or did. Uh, anywho, it's 503-228-4101. Coming up uh, later on today, CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum will join us from New York City. Uh, Oregonian pop culture writer Christy Turnquist will join us here in the studio. We'll uh, talk about the weekend box office. And this is awesome. Going to be giving away season seven of The Shield on DVD. And for once, sometimes these copy points delve into the realm of hyperbola. Not so today. It says the final mind-blowing season of The Shield. Starring Emmy Award winner Michael Chiklis, loaded with uh, exclusive new bonus features available on DVD. Now, so we're going to be giving that away. Uh, this is season seven of The Shield, which is really just one of the greatest things I've ever seen on television. So, uh, final season of The Shield on DVD today. And finally, uh, don't forget, we're going to be giving away a trip to London to see the premiere of Transformers uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, all you got to do to qualify for that is be 18 and have a passport and text Fallen, the word Fallen, F A L L E N, to 52051. Five two zero five one. Let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is five oh six. No showers till Thursday. Highs in the seventies. Okay, you probably heard this story already. It's it's bound to go nationally. Probably already has. The Beaverton woman fakes her own pregnancy and is charged with murdering a twenty-one-year-old pregnant woman who she met on Craigslist. After the woman's dead body is found in a crawl space of her Cedar Hills home. So you got that part so far. It only gets worse. 28-year-old Karina Roberts is being held without bail. Well, the murder of 21-year-old, uh, this woman's name is Snively, the two met on Craigslist. They planned to exchange baby clothing and decided to meet after talking to each other online for quite a while. Bad move. By the way, I would this say... This is the first time they met. And looking at the relative sizes of these two women, I would think that the we're going to trade baby clothes uh, line is patently unbelievable, like like from the beginning. Well, I have a picture of the uh, the victim with her posting on Facebook. That is that a uh, is that the picture of her in the pink outfit? Yes. There? And then what is that that photo that keep running of the alleged uh, is is the, the? It looks like her. It looks like she's been run over by a steamroller. <laughs> Yes. Or got one of those bad face implants? Yes, it does. Is she, that, she's untouched. Is that the other photo? Is that the alleged killer? The the, yes. the, the uh, somewhat uh, largish very woman that they, woman. there's. I mean, there's a lot of her. I mean, she's a substantial. Yes. She's a she's a piece of work. So anyway, a nine one one call is placed by from uh, Robert's home. This is the woman charged on Northwest Mill Creek Friday afternoon, reporting a newborn baby in distress. Robert's having to brag to neighbors that she was pregnant. But the neighbors kind of doubted that, and authorities quickly learned that wasn't the case after she, they brought her and the baby to the hospital. Also, lots of blood was found in the house, and somehow the cops decided to search a crawl space where they found the dead woman's body. Jesus so God. she couldn't have been there very long. And uh, ugh, just, uh, I don't know. We'll get back to that later. The Portland Police Bureau has decommissioned the North Precinct. 
Now, five precincts are being consolidated into three for your convenience and to serve you better. The station house was on Philadelphia Street in St. John's. It's going to be used for training from now on. A PT vote, vote visiting the Rose Festival almost sank over the weekend. The crew of PT-658 discovered the flooding after taking visitors on a three-hour tour. It was uh, built in uh, 1944, owned by a Portlander, and is a regular attraction at the Rose Festival. So there are other things that are going on today. First, uh, well, we'll get to that later. I have a lot to tell you about uh, this and that. Oh, my God, I got a stack of this and a stack of that here. Should we talk about Britney Spears? Let's talk about Britney Spears right now, Tim. A Britney watch? Here's your Britney watch to begin your week. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Show. to say that unless she's walking off stage being hit in the face by a metal marquee as it descends from the rafters, this is almost certainly going to be anticlimactic compared to Brett Michaels, but what can you do? It's a, That was the greatest video ever. It, how It's just so, and I love Brett Michaels, I really do, but it's just so immensely satisfying to see a guy just take a huge piece of metal scaffolding right in the face like that. There's something about the human psyche that just needs to see things like that occasionally. I'm sorry, go ahead. So I guess topless photos of Britney don't matter at this point. Well, well hold on now. Let's let's not uh, let's not have contempt prior to investigation, Tim. Uh, let's uh, let's hear a little bit more before we pass such judgment. Apparently, these photographs show her flashing her uh, cleavage while shooting the music video "Give Me More," which apparently she does in these photos. <laughs> I've already seen them on page six. Oh this wait, morning. hold on. Uh, all right, going to page six right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. A brunette Spears pole dances in a strip club setting during the video while a blonde Britney enjoys the show from the bar. Wait a minute. Gimme more was... That was a large Britney, right? That yes. was... 2007 Britney. Did you see this headline? I'm sorry. Did you see the headline in page six today? Mariah Carey, unafraid to eat. Oh, I have that story too. <laughs> Is that what counts as news now, that somebody's unafraid to eat? Yes. All right. Hold on. I'm. Uh... Oh, man. She looks out of it. Mariah Carey or Britney Spears? Britney Spears. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find. I'm at page six. Where are you? I'm at page six right now. I don't yeah, see it. Yeah, it's one of the pictures at the top. There's it's a whole the gallery part. of pictures. Uh, I've already here. looked at them. I know they're there. Hold on. Um, uh, Wait, hold on. Hold on. No, I don't have it. I'm at page six right now, and at the top is Mariah Carey. That's weird. I'm looking. Yeah, I just I, saw them moments ago. Yeah, just I, if you scroll down, there's a row of pictures. Let's see. Topless Britney Spears photo. Oh, is this her with the jet black hair? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Britney Spears doesn't have much more to... Oh, wow. She looks bad. She looks bad. She looks looks like she's been up for about five days. And also, uh, this is just my assessment of how she appears. I'm not saying she's drunk. If you were to imagine Britney uh, drunk, and I would say delirious, also kind of uh, greasy. And and just, this is bad. These are bad Mm. photos. I mean, it says these photos were Spears' idea, according to Alex Byrne, who represents a photographer Jesus. who declined to identify. She was going to use this in her uh, promotion for the video, but obviously, after she saw the content, decided not to. Wow, she lo- these are like downright pornographic almost. She, she looks like she should be throwing rocks off an overpass at a car with her, uh, you know, with her her skank it boyfriend. Says these weren't sneak pictures. Oh, no, there's nothing good about these. These are these are unappealing. Well, 2007 is obviously a year she wants to forget. Yes, <laughs> so it was a, it was a. Uh, it was a year of many, many, not even ups and downs, just just downs, really. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Excellent. Is that the uh, Britney watch? 
That is the Britney watch. Right, there's your Britney watch for Monday. I'm looking at these photos, by the way, in the, in the post. Are these... Is she wearing pasties, or is that something that Post I think they, has... The, the Post added those. Okay, so these are Post... They're Posties. These are, this is something that the newspaper themselves has added. Right, they, they put their own pastries on there. All right, I... Okay. Those are really unattractive. No, yeah, the pasties look bad. I mean, not that they ever look good. They look bad, but then also... Um, I'm just, I'm looking at, you remember there was that whole uh, controversy when she was like 16, 17 about whether she had implants or not? And I'm just saying, if really, if, if these are implants, uh, she should get her money back. Because they're just, this is not, I mean, really, what's the point? As uh, Bridget Fonda says, says, if you're going to have the operation, have the operation. This is uh, the, I'm calling no on the implants right now. All right. Uh, well, let's take a break here. Uh, straight ahead, we'll have more news to get you off on the right foot this we'll morning. We'll talk about morning. Mariah Carey, who's unafraid to eat. That's right, Tim. She's embracing life. Um, later on, Steve Kastenbaum from uh, CNN Radio uh, from CNN Radio New York. Uh, let's see. What else is coming up? Uh, Christy Turnquist from The Oregonian will join us later on today. Double Geek Watch, Penis Watch coming up. Uh, we'll give away a copy of uh, The Shield Season 7 on DVD. And we'll talk about this Brett Michaels thing like 500 more times. You stay there. It's The Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting from the greatest city of... Effing thing sucks! Effing! We'll do it live! Oh, well, I... This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. All right, then. Excellent. It is the Rick Emerson Show. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. I don't know if I mentioned this, uh, I guess last week, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. I was taping uh, Outlook Portland, which is this uh, TV show that I do on, on Sundays, and Peter Carlin was on. And then apropos of nothing, he also did the Bill O'Reilly meltdown between takes. And it just came really naturally to him. It was it was like it was meant to be him all along. Uh, coming up here in just a uh, skosh, we'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum uh, from New York City. So I guess there's like these 800 Chrysler dealerships or something, but it's it's like one of those, we lost our lease, everything must go kind of deals, where they just, they got to get everything out the door. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Also... This isn't tremendously interesting, but I might post it uh, online anyway. I might put, put it on my blog just because of the photo. There's this guy who, um, two things. One, he set fire to a Walmart because they wouldn't let him return some pants. That's less interesting than the fact that his photograph. I mean, Is he, it amazing? Well, it's from Florida, so he kind of just looks like the sort of guy you would expect to be returning pants to a Florida Walmart. But also, he, it, was to, it was to a Florida city called, there's a town in Florida called Manatee. Anyway, I guess it really isn't as funny when it's spoken out loud, but it was the confluence of all of those different things and the fact that he sort of looks like a low-rent Ron Jeremy in this photo. So I might I might post that later. Nothing's going to be as glorious as the uh, as the Brett Michael video, but, you know, really, that's uh, that's an impossible bar to exceed. So uh, you can go see that at rickemerson.com. Uh, we'll talk about... Well, you were in, um, I want to say Wenatchee, but was it in Bremerton, Wenatchee? Where was this... Uh, the, I keep wanting to say bachelor party, too, but it was a baby shower. A baby Where was shower. the baby shower? I was in Bremerton Friday night, and the baby shower was in Seattle on Saturday. Oh, see, so I put uh, Wenatchee on my blog because I was thinking, because that's where she lives, right, Delane? Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's this where is... she lives, but um, the baby right. shower was at this uh, this old sorority person's house. It was really weird. It was weird. I was... 
I was kind of overwhelmed because I haven't seen any of those people since I graduated college, which was, uh, let's see, about eight years ago. And now. how many people were there? About 30. And so, but I mean, did you, go to, did you go to school with most of them? I went to school with almost all of them. Wow. It and was really overwhelming. Are they all married and reproducing? They're all married. They're all, um, oh, good for yeah, them. they're all having the babies. And if they're not married, they're engaged. Of course. And um, some of them got um, fat, which was kind of nice. And um, yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was less crazy than I thought it would be. Did you go by yourself? No, I went with my friend Lisa. Oh, okay. Well, see, that's good. So well, we that were, mean... well, we look kind of weird because we both have like multicolored hair and Lisa's covered in tattoos, you know, and, and we just kind of come in. All the girls are just looking us up and down like, what are you doing? And I know, and Lisa's married and has a, has a charming daughter, but you yourself are not married and without without child. Not so... married, no children. All right. Did they I think see... it was, I was the only one there. Did they look at you like you were barren? Yes, did they the... looked at me like I was broken inside. <laughs> <laughs> they they look at you as though you were just, as though there was something that, uh, something about you that desperately needed fixing. Maybe they, uh. Some sort of a uh, because you get well, that... none of them seemed really happy. That's why I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, I might not, you know, have the husband. Or well, the see, baby, that's the thing, but... and it's a, when I say fixing, it's a relative fix too, mm-hmm. because when because when you are the person in the group without kids, they all look at you. It's this weird uh, thing where they look at you with this mixture of like pity and envy. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where the, like on on the one hand, they're like, ah, it's it's too bad about your rocky insides where no man's seed can find purchase. <laughs> Uh, but on but on the other hand, I was like, I remember when I had life. That was weird. I was talking to one of the girls, and she's like, so what do you do? I'm like, you know, I'm... I'm whatever I um, want, whenever I want to do it, what exactly do you do, what mom? I said. She's like, you're so tan. How did you get so tan? I'm like, oh, you know, I, I usually, like, hang out by the pool, you know, with my friends during the day. I'm like, after I get off work and take a nap. And so she's like, oh, that sounds like something I would have done, you know, like, college or something. No, I'm, like, yeah. I'm just covered in vomit all day. And then I felt the have to justify it. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I have my full work day that I do, you know, in the morning, even though it, it sounds kind of wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk more uh, about that because I made some notes about, I made some notes about the And I want to show you the that. pictures that uh, Lisa and I took of Spring Break 09 in Bremerton. We just spent all night on Friday night uh, at this bar called the Maple Leaf Tavern Excellent. in Bremerton. Hey, have you been to that place called the Maple Leaf that's on Foster? You know what I'm talking about? It's like Foster and 80th. Mm-mm. Oh, you got to go there. It's a, I don't have time to talk about it now, but I uh, I was there just a while back, and you have to go check it out. It's awesome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen at the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. All right. Good morning, everyone. It is 528. No showers till Thursday. Highs in the 70s. 2,800 state workers gathered at the Hawthorne Bridge yesterday to protest budget cuts and layoffs. Lawmakers are scheduled to vote on the budget this week. 50 showed up for the blessing of the bikes at St. Mary's Cathedral over the weekend. Bikes were sprinkled with holy water as the cow, the cows, uh, sorry, the crowd uh, prayed and sang hymns. The Oregon Wine Tasting Room of Yamhill County closing down after three decades of service to the tasting public. It was one-stop sipping from a variety of vineyards. People are tending to uh, drink, um, I mean, sample wine closer to home these days. Well, Mariah Carey is unafraid to eat. Unlike some starving show business stars, Mariah Carey celebrates her success with much-deserved meals. Mariah loves food. Right now, she's probably eating. <laughs> she can't get enough of it. What kind of spokesperson gets you in the news with Mariah loves food? I don't know, but it made it into the post. Honey, it's time to switch representation. Yes, she loves food. She's making an album eating everything and anything she wants. What, I don't understand. What do you? She's put on about 15 pounds and loves the curves. Ew. She's definitely, uh, she'll definitely, I can't believe I'm reading this. She'll definitely tone up again when she releases her album. But for now, she's stuffing her face. <laughs> well done, I guess. Okay. Can I just say this about Mariah Carey? I mean, leaving, here's the thing about Mariah Carey and, and her 
hers She's or pointless? whatever. Well, yes, that's exactly it. I like I I suppose that she's attractive in the sense that there's nothing ugly about her that I can point at. You know what I mean? Like there's no I can't find any reason why she'd be called unattractive, but I am totally and completely unattracted to Mariah Carey. There's nothing about her that I find sexy in any way. Mariah Carey's appearance is a lot like her music. There's really nothing I can point at in her music that's bad as such. I mean, it's not really my style, but I there's nothing about it that's badly done, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's completely uninteresting. Her music has no texture or, or surf. There's nothing to grab onto. Her music is completely generic. Well, and she peaked when I was, like, in seventh grade. But I, but I mean, just, like, do you look back and think Mariah Carey's a lot of standout songs? In other words, songs that you would think were great, were they not associated with a certain time in your life? No, you and I talked about this, too, before, where we were trying to name Mariah Carey songs. They're totally featureless. Uh, they are completely smooth and without any, any People sort don't of... walk down the street singing Mariah Carey songs. No, they don't. And they all sort of, like, blend together in this one kind of endless, uh, you know, this one endless drone of, like, it just sort of goes on for about 20 years. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing with her appearance, too. I'm not saying she's uh, she's an ugly person. She's just she's just very, very bland looking to me. There's I think Mariah Carey is is pretty in the in the like the least interesting way possible. But maybe now that she can't quit stuffing her face, maybe she'll become more interesting. Here's uh, Tim Riley. So this is kind of a bizarre article. I read most of it this morning. While investigators continued to probe the mysterious circumstances surrounding David Carradine's death, legal documents are fueling speculation that the Kung Fu actor may have engaged in risky business in the past. The Smoking Gun has posted Carradine's 2003 divorce papers in which his ex-wife Marina accused the actor of participating in, quote, deviant sexual behavior, which was potentially dangerous. Now, they don't specify in detail what behavior involved, but the manner in which Carradine's body was discovered has led to some speculation. Well, now, didn't you say that there was something on the smoking gun about some incest thing? Uh, yeah, there is an incest thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Did I, when, she, when he was getting a divorce, the wife claimed... I'm looking that, here. The, the, in part of the bust-up, there was some claim that he was engaging in some incestuous uh, behavior or something. Uh, Further notes, it was difficult dealing with David's snowballing intensity of temper tantrums, breaking furniture, throwing items, destroying property i.e. a hotel room in Montreal in a rage. Also, uh, people of questionable character have uh, been in his life. It was a continuation of abhorrent and deviant sexual behavior, which is potentially deadly. Also, uh, add the complications of the relationship because of other marital problems combined with my constant non-participation in this type of behavior that he finally moved out. So this is the, and this is in 2003? Yeah. His uh, deviant behavior includes incestuous relationships with a very close family member, which uh, uh, permeated our marriage. This is to his admission and to the admission of the person involved. My pleas for him to get counseling in regards to this matter were ignored, and he wanted no part in the healing process. Well, that's just bizarre. I mean, how is it, here's a strange thing, how is it that that never got followed up on over the last six years? And he uh, continued to, uh, oh, he touched me inappropriately and wanted me to flash the public with my top off. Wait, this is his then wife? Yes. He touched me inappropriate. What do you have to do to your wife for your wife to claim that's an inappropriate touch? That seems like you, seems like the bar is really raised there. Uh, he kicked the waste paper basket into my leg, severely bruising it. Also, in a fit of rage, he threw an apple at me, hitting me in the abdomen and bruising me uh, after I went for an IVF. This was just one of uh, many abusive behaviors I endured. All right. And I guess his family has already claimed, well, his, they've already threatened to file like a lawsuit or whatever against, yes. because they're afraid that these there's some photographs are going to come out of him. Which no, they're, could, not, they're not afraid. Photographs did come out. Really? Yeah, they're published in a Thai paper. Are these uh, to be found online? 
Not that I'm asking people to send me. Uh, I am asking people to send me them. What are you supposed you to want look to see at Doug, first? David? Britney pictures or David Carradine? I don't even know. I don't even know what the pictures look. I don't even know what they are. It's a dead David Carradine hanging in a closet wearing fishnets and a wig. Oh, see, here's the thing. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to see them until you said fishnets and a wig. See that with his hands tied above his head. Like I don't really want to see. I don't really want to see David Carradine like just just. In a closet. Because the sharper image reveals uh, in a stockings covering his body. You can also see red women's lingerie on the bed. And it appears Carradine may have been wearing a dark wig. Okay, but he's not in the, wearing a lingerie. He's wearing fishnets. He's wearing... It's just so oh, why? weird. Why? Why did so, he do this? That's so why? weird. Uh, all right. Well, so then you have his lawyer trying to whitewash his whole thing by claiming it was murder. Well, I would just... I mean, who knows? It may have been, but I mean... It's not like they murder you and then stick you in a pair of stiletto heels uh, like afterward. I think once once if it were murder, I think once the murder happens, then they're you know they kind of skedaddle out of there. They they lamb it as they say. I I mean whether whether he died by misadventure or whether it, there was somebody else involved with this. And let's be honest, I mean the, the misadventures of David Carradine. It's not like coming to CBS this fall or nowhere ever. It I mean I'm not saying. I mean, this is all very vague. I mean, it will all it will, it will come out on the wash eventually. But um, but it, it whether this happened in conjunction with somebody else or whether this is all uh, just because he calculated uh, like how much pressure it takes to collapse your carotid artery, it, it doesn't really seem that is a separate issue for the fact that he's apparently in a wig and fishnets. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh when I say that. It's just. It's just insane. I mean, it, that sounds like Norman Bates. This, well, and it sounds like a parody of. Of news that would come out, you know. In other words, this sounds like sounds like an Onion News article. Well, it sounds like it sounds like the three of us right now are on a sitcom about a radio show, and we are like reading a fake news story about a celebrity. Don't I mean? In other words, this sounds like we're like it's like some episode of Frasier, and and we're discussing some celebrity who's found with fishnets and, and a wig. I mean, the and of David David Carradine of all people. Like, if you were to tell me that Quentin Tarantino was found dead in a wig and fishnets, to be like, well, all right, what are you going to do? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, my my mind has no trouble in any way conjuring up that image. David Carradine, that was a whole other, uh, that's a whole other ball of fish right there. Good God. So here's his lawyer. I will miss most about him is that very sweet giving, um, this is the considerate side, side to his personality. I will miss that most. Well, it might be his lawyer. Also, he never gave my wig back. All right. Let's uh, do this. We'll uh, get caught up straight ahead. More news from Tim Riley later on. CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum will be joining us from New York City. Uh, we'll also have uh, Christy Turnquist here from the Oregonian and a double geek watch. You stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Weblog, streaming, podcasts, and complete archives of everything. Visit the Rick Emerson Show at KUFO.com. Indeed. All right, it is uh, Monday morning, and good morning to you. It's the Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's Rock 101 KUFO. 503-228-4101. If you would like to uh, join us on the telephone today, you can also text if you like. It's 520-5151. Coming up next hour, CNN Radio Correspondent Steve Kastenbaum will talk about... um, it's like 800 uh, Chrysler dealerships or something. I guess it's one of those, uh, like, we must liquidate everything in our inventory uh, deal. Oh, also, I've got this, um, also, I've got, the, I've got the most awkward quote from Megan Fox, who's, she's the uh, the Transformers chick. I'll just uh, read this really quickly, and then we'll go to the uh, news desk with Tim Riley. Pardon me. So this is a Megan Fox, who seems to just be like a bad quote-generating machine. 
Because we've had that story, I think, four different times about how uh, she considers herself straight but likes to make out with other chicks, which seems like one of those things that you're just sort of saying over and over and over again until somebody hears you and pays attention to it. So having gotten that quote into the press successfully after like the ninth time, now this is her, uh, this is her latest thing. She says, um, uh, Megan complains that Hollywood producers are constantly trying to sleep with her. That's not the awkward part, though. She says, Really? This is... A- <laughs> Apparently, this is the living hell of being Megan Fox. A, people are always trying to pork you, and and B, you have to talk about it over and over and over again before somebody finally decides to put it in page six. She says, there are actors who have been in the business for a while who are very egocentric, have been able to sleep around for whatever reason, blah, blah, blah. She says, because they don't know me, wait for it, they think I'm going to be a receptacle for them. (laughs) Receptacle for the win. There you go. Excellent. Is that like a recycling bin? Yes, it is, Tim. It's exactly like a recycling bin. Uh, at the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Garbage here, bottles there. Yes. What can you do? Good morning, everyone. 548. It's not going to be rainy till Thursday. That is a good thing. Uh, speaking of things of that nature, Kelly Clarkson is in the news. She denies any lesbian experiences. Have you actually had any lesbian experiences? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, I, I, I prefer the boys. She goes, oh, yeah. I'm guessing you don't bat for the boys team. So <laughs> she wanted you to be a lesbian. No, I know. You know what? I'm extremely flattered. Wait, hold on. Where, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't ask, but we, I just take it. Do we know from where that audio uh, derives? No. All right. It just sort of came to us. <laughs> yes. Is this like an office in, in space? A brown, in a brown leather bag. This is like when Jennifer Anderson asked Peter Gibbons in office space. She says, so this money is yours? And he says, well, it it becomes ours. Is this like that audio? That audio became ours somehow? Uh All right. Because it sounds like she's in one of those late night chat line things they're always talking about. Hot girls who may or may not be lesbians are waiting to talk to you right now. So so I guess she's she's not. Well, okay. Well, there you go. At least that's the claim at the moment. Okay. Well, how would you like to be a reporter in South Korea getting 12 years of hard labor? Not at all. Thank you. Well, that's what's going to happen. Some of these uh, report, two of them from uh, Al Gore's current TV channel, are going to prison for 12 years because they're bad. Apparently, they tried to get into the uh, North Korean area and were caught, so they were hauled away. So who knows what's going to happen to them now? Is this in South Korea or North Korea? North Korea. I'm sorry. All right. So I get them confused. One's North, one's South. This is the North. This is the bad one. All right. So these are American reporters? Yes, they are. Who were just sort of there doing what? Uh, They were doing a news story for Al Gore's California-based current TV. So is that the sort of thing that we're just going to let slide? I guess you can no, just be... we'll do something about it by the end of the day. You, you can just pick up You can just pick up uh, the reporters in North Korea and just stick them in jail, even if they're Americans, and we just sort of go, well, okay. Yes. Well, okay, good for us, I so, guess. That's the way it goes. All right. Uh, let's see. This is kind of a strange phone call. Uh, this comes is to this from... about Kelly Clarkson? No, it comes to us from Florida. Okay. Oh, damn it. Damn oh. it. Damn it. Wait. Got it. I'm sorry. Just if I could back up for one second... So we have so we have no idea who any of the other people in that soundbite are with Kelly Clarkson. No. There's Kelly Clarkson, there's a, some woman calling in, and there's a woman conducting the interview, all of whom are unknown to us, uh, but it somehow came into our possession. Yes. All right. Is Kelly Clarkson promoting something? Is she? Uh, does she have a record coming out of some kind? I believe she was promoting that she lost weight last Friday. She... Uh... 
is she? That's, a, the last, that's the last thing I read about her. <laughs> is that she gave the weight to Mariah Carey? Is this a? So. Is she a spokesperson for something? Is she doing no. like a Jenny Craig thing? I don't think so. But that was the, the gist of the story. That that's I read. kind of sad because I mean, remember at one point wasn't? Oh, I love her. She still. was, but she had kind of a career revival going on, didn't she? Didn't she have that? That my life would suck without you. Song. Mm-hmm. Is that the single from her latest? Mm-hmm. The, because she had since you've been gone, and then there was that record, and Great then boy. she had that huge public brawl with uh, with Clive. Davis, yes, uh, from J Records, uh, because he was saying that you know her record was crap and he wasn't going to put it out, and and she went and I think she paid out of pocket to get the rest of it. You produced. can think that, but you can't say that. That's that's right. And then and then she released that single, which is "My Life Would Suck Without You." But now that I think about it, I heard about the single in advance, like she's going to be releasing it. This oh, it's is awesome! Going to be the first song for a new album, and then I never actually heard the song, and I never actually heard anything about it being released. Mm-hmm. And so then apparently it just vanished without a it was, trace. It was a hit. And yep. that, okay. And well. now back to my Florida story. Okay. This comes to us from a truck stop in Florida. A South Daytona man has been arrested at an interstate for a truck stop after a trucker called the sheriff's office saying the man was soliciting him for sex. Here's the 911 call. I saw this guy come up on the passenger side of my truck and it looked like he's gay or something. He looks, looks spooky. What, is, yeah. what does that mean? I don't know what that means. I'm sending somebody, but what do you mean by that? He looks like he's gay, like he wanna like he wanna get in my truck and do something. Sir, I'm gonna get somebody wow. out to the rest area, but I don't know how somebody looks gay. Can you explain to me what his behavior was? He looked he looked like he's feminine. He's trying to get into his truck. Trying to get and trying do to all those do things with him. Things. Trying to get into. I have the guy's picture was arrested too. Oh. Wait, hold on. Well, this is a Florida truck stop. Is this the guy who quote looks feminine? Yeah, he didn't look. That f- guy doesn't look feminine. Okay, he I looks have, like he's right out of prison. I, okay, I was gonna say I have to concur with the guy who is made the nine one one call. He uh, he he doesn't look gay. He looks spooky. I will I will agree yes. with the guy's assessment that he quote looks a little spooky. Mm. All right. And so was the guy just sleeping at a truck stop, and then there's a pounding at the door, and he looks over, and that face is looking at him? He allegedly is staring at truckers at a truck stop. Ugh. All right. For whatever reason. You know, did I ever tell you that story about, um, this isn't really my story, but it's a friend of mine who used to, uh, who used to drive uh, long-haul trucks. And his thing was occasionally he you know he's, you go to a truck stop and you you know and you you know you, you you're going to eat or you're going to use the you know use the bathroom or you're going to you know whatever just take a nap or something. And he said occasionally you go to a truck stop. And there'd be like four, five, six, seventy-nine trucks parked there, and then after you know, after a while, when there were a sufficient number of potential customers, either a woman or a man would just sort of emerge from the bathroom or the shrubs, and just sort of do a little gyrating dance, uh, sort of like underneath one of the streetlights, and then one of the trucks would eventually decide that they wanted some of that, and they would just kind of flash their headlights, and then whoever it was that was doing the uh, said seductive dance would just uh, amble on over and get in the cab of that truck, which is just the most horrifying story, because as he, when he told it, he said that it was a pregnant woman who was chain-smoking while she did it. So he said that he's sitting there that in his... That does seem believable. He said he's sitting there in his truck, and he's eating a sandwich or reading a book, just trying to, uh, you know, to rest up and rejuvenate, and a pregnant woman comes out of the shrubs... Which sort of, which, which, I mean, it's just weird on a whole lot of levels. It's sort of a where the wild things are kind of a scenario. A pregnant woman just comes out of the shrubs and while chain smoking is doing like some sort of seductive like snake charmer dance, like in the in the light of the truck stop bathroom. And he said after about two or three minutes of that, one of the trucks just like flashed its headlights and she like put stubbed out her cigarette and walked over and got in the truck. 
So that's an image that haunts me late at night. Here's Tim Riley. Uh, so anyway, let's. Uh, we have uh, more uh, David Carradine sound bites here because you've been asking for them. Here is his uh, lawyer. Let me see if I have this correct. Nope, this is wrong, too. Well, we'll revisit that some other time. Let's talk about Susan Boyle. Her brother says Simon Cowell is taking very good care of her. The great news there is I've just left Simon about 15 minutes ago in London, and uh, and he's saying, look, we'll look after her. She's great, and uh, you know, we want to do the right thing. I have no idea what that was, who that was or what he was speaking about. That was Susan Boyle's brother. All right. And he, that Simon Cowell is taking very good care of her. All right. It was just it was like a weird, I expected Danny Boy to start playing or something in the background. All right. Well, let's do this. Uh, we will uh, uh, get uh, caught up here straight ahead. We will uh, talk more to Sarah Dillon about her weekend in uh, not Wenatchee, Bremerton slash Seattle. See, so you avoided Wenatchee at least. I mean, that's one of the way I you call them. It's All true. Right. Uh, we'll talk about that Steve Castamount coming up from CNN Radio in New York City. Later on, Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian and a double geek watch. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Here's Radiohead and Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us today. It is 503-228-4101 on Monday morning. 503-228-4101. You can also uh, text if you like. It's 520-515-2051. Speaking of Megan Fox, uh, by the way, we could be sending you to London to see the premiere of Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, All you got to do is have a valid passport, be over the age of 18, uh, be able to go on the uh, dates, of course, and uh, text FALLEN, F-A-L-L-E-N, to 520 Five one five two zero five one. Just uh, text the word "fallen" to five two zero five one, or enter online at kufo.com. Uh, the winner will be announced on June tenth, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in just a uh, moment, we'll have more from Tim Riley at the news desk, Steve Kastenbaum from CNN Radio in New York coming up, and so forth. Let's. Uh, hello, hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show on Monday morning. Hello, sir, madam, as the case may be. Hey, Rick, Sarah, Tim, how are you guys? Hey, what's up? Hello. Hello. I wanted to add to that uh, that trucker stop story, but I also wanted to ask, what do you think of giant Cheetos? Oh, is this uh, is this Brad who brought us the, the the huge Cheeto golf ball things? Oh, those were amazing. It is. They were good. They were a little. It was a little odd. It was like my body almost rejected them because they, the, because like Cheeto marshmallow things. Yeah, and because they weren't shaped uh, like regular Cheetos. It was. It was almost like I couldn't. Uh, it was almost like I couldn't accept them somehow. It was sort of like eating. Um, it was sort of like eating double stuff Oreos, where you think it's going to be a great idea, and then you get into it and you realize there's just too much of a good thing there, and you have to slow down a bit and eat it in sections. That's kind of what I thought, too. You know, America really is a great place. We can't cure cancer or keep our car business, in pl- uh, business but damn, we can make big, fat people well, know, uh, snack food. Well, so look, and here, here's the thing. As long as I have enough snack food, it distracts me from the other two things. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. But uh, the truck stop thing, I drove over the road for about six months, and I decided there's way too many weird people that really probably shouldn't be out in public doing that job. But uh, the girls will get on the CB and say, you know, things like, oh, uh, truck cleaning service for those hard-to-reach places. (laughs) That's awesome. uh, The security will actually run them out of there if they see them, you know, doing their thing. So then they'll come in to do the quote-unquote truck cleaning, and the truck will just say, yeah, I got a red, you know, Peterbilt or whatever, and they'll come in there and... Uh, <laughs> a red Peterbilt. <laughs> That's yeah. excellent. 
uh, well, you know, it is a capitalist society. Wherever one sees a need, one um, one rushes to fill that market, so to speak. Well, it is the old profession, isn't it? Yes, it is, sir. All right. All right. Well, you guys have a great day. Thank you, my friend. All right. There you go. I have a red Peterbilt that needs cleaning. That's awesome. That really is. Hello, Tim Riley. What headlines are we following on this Monday? Why, they are vast and many. The body of a pregnant woman is found in a crawl space of a Beaverton home. And the woman who lives there arrested. The two women met on Craigslist. Naked vandals trash a Seattle church. Old divorce papers indicate David Carradine may have been engaged in, quote, deviant sexual behavior, which was potentially dangerous, unquote. And Apple may unveil a new iPhone today. Well, and I heard that the rumor is, and I think it's just a rumor at this point, the rumor is that Steve Jobs may make uh, an appearance. It's not the Macworld Expo, though, or whatever. Is it it's just, is it just, I mean, is there some event or some convention or something where they're going to yeah. be unveiling it? Because mm-hmm. I think the Macworld Expo happened a few months back, which means, that, which means the next one, I think, wouldn't be for, for several more months. But anyway, so the rumor is that Steve Jobs was sort of been incommunicado because he was battling some weird mystery disease. I mean, they thought it was pancreatic cancer, and then it turned out to be something else. So they're, they're thinking that he may uh, that he may sort of drop down from the rafters like Sting, uh, you know, WWE style or whatever. But hopefully a piece of the set won't fall on top of him. No. A oh, giant dude. iPhone. Yeah, so uh, we actually have a story. We can get to this later, the actual Brett Michaels news story. But really, all you need to know is this. You just go to rickemerson.com, and you can see these videos. Uh, there's the regular video, which I think is from CBS, which is airing the Tony Awards. And then below that, there's sort of a like a fan video where somebody took the CBS feed of the show, and they zoomed in, and they sort of did a close-up on the Brett Michaels section of it. So this is Brett Michaels and Poison performing at the 2009 Tony Awards, which is broadcast over the weekend. And as soon as Poison finish their, finishes their song, they all get ready to run off stage together. And as they're leaving the stage, there's a huge piece of metal um, set design that is descending from the rafters. And I think it just says Tony Awards in huge letters. And everybody clears it except for Brett Michaels. Everyone runs off the stage because it looks like they were warned. Well, because I think they've been told, like, they must have done a rehearsal or a sound check where somebody said, hey, like, there's a huge piece of metal that's going to be falling out of the sky. Try to be off stage so it doesn't clock you in the face. And everybody is cognizant of this fact except for Brett Michaels, who turns around and just... One more time for the fans. There's... Really, he just gives. He gives entertainment even when he doesn't mean to. There's no other way to describe this. He just gets clotheslined by this thing. So it's just it's just deeply satisfying. So you can see that at rickemerson.com, uh, uh, by the way. And did we ever find did out you if find we... that David Carradine picture? Well, I was just going to ask that, actually. if be, Because you I'm, said... I'm torn. I want to find it, but I don't want to find it. Yes, but, I, but, but I... you do. You're not torn. But I don't know, because it's one of those things, like, once I see it, I can't unsee it. I've seen the horrible things that you look at on the Internet. I know that there's no... But it's somebody hanging. I don't know. I'm not I'm not good with the dead people. You're... Uh, well, that's... Uh, okay. Let me just draw a distinction. You sat there and watched that glass-ass thing, which is a guy... How should I put this? I mean, there's a guy, and then there's, like, a mason jar... This sounds like a Zen Cohen. There's a man, there's a jar. Later, there is blood. There is sitting. I mean, yeah, there's sitting and forcing and jamming and twisting and then a whole lot of ah, piercing and perforating. So you watch that and you watch the two girls, one cup thing. I don't know. Well, it's kind of like I have a personal relationship with David Carradine because, like, I've known him, you know, as an actor for so many years. Like, I don't want to see him hanging out. Just think of it as another role. Think of it as the most challenging role of his career, Sarah. Think of it as a role that he will never live down. It's a special. (laughs) He's going to be typecast as that from now on. Dead guy in a wig. Think of it as a specialized kind of method acting. I, know, I really want to see it, but I don't. Well, you, you th- found it? Here's the thing is you will see it uh, eventually at some point because it was in a newspaper, which means that somebody will scan it and send it to us. 
Well, I and, think it's it's probably on the internet right now. And it will be labeled nude Britney photos because that's how people always get. If there's something you know that you want me to see that I have resisted seeing. People were doing this with horrific spider photographs for a while. They would just be labeled like Britney Spears' boobs. Okay, so I put in David and then CA, and the top search is David Carradine death photo tie. Really? Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. David Care. Wait, hold on. Care. Whoa, you're, that is. You're, okay, I'm looking here. So top result David Carradine death photo tie. David Carradine death. Uh, David Carradine tie. Hanging picture. Tie wrath. I don't know what that means. David Carradine picture. Uh, let's see, David Carradine. Are you look at images? Hold on, no, no, I'm going to start putting in other things. David Carradine, uh, let's see, David Carradine. Fish that stockings. That's exactly what I was going to do. Well done. Red lingerie. By the way, here's the thing. Dark if, wig. If you put in David Carradine to Google, <clears throat> the top suggested searches are death photo tie, tie wrath. I don't know what that means. That's the name of the paper that has published the paper. Oh, okay. Picture, kung Sounds fu. Like a luncheon special. Movies. Here's another one. David Carradine, grasshopper. David Carradine Bio, David Carradine IMDb, David Carradine Tai Chi. All right. Uh, David Carradine Photo. Okay, if you type in David Carradine P-H-O, you get David Carradine Photo Dead. David Carradine Photo. What happens if you if you type photo in dead. Sarah X? Sarah X Dillon. Sarah X Dillon. Sarah X Dillon. D-I-L-L-O-N. Sarah X Dillon MySpace. I wonder if I just type in Sarah. Yes, I am. I thought we were going to try and find the photo. Sarah Dillon, Bob Dylan. Is this Dillon. somehow tied in with the death of David Carradine? Seriously. No, I was just wondering what happens in Google if you start typing in our names. First result for Sarah Dillon. Sarah Dillon, Bob Dillon. Sarah Dillon, Portland. Sarah Dillon, Playboy. What? Wow. That's fantastic. If you type in Sarah Dillon, one of the first results is, because when you, know, you type in it into Google and it does the drop-down menu where it suggests, you're like, is this what you're searching for? One of the first results is Sarah Dillon, Playboy. I am completely uh, clicking that. Sarah Dillon Playboy. Oh, I see that, Sarah Dillon Playboy. Some known facts about Sarah Dillon, including the fact that she was at one time a Playboy bunny. Oh, I think this is a different Sarah Dillon. Oh, you think? <laughs> I'm just, I, I, who knew? Who knew there was a Playboy bunny named Sarah Dillon? All right, so let's find the picture. You've got to find it, and then you have to look at it, and then I want to see if I Of Playboy it. Sarah Dillon or no, of David Carradine? David Carradine. Oh, okay. What should I put in here? Uh, David uh, Carradine death photo? Yeah, well, that's what I would do. Hold on, David Carradine. You guys have to find it and then see it first. Okay, I'm putting in David Carradine death photo tie. Darn it, I can't find it. All right, let's see here. All right, hold on. I may, I may have it. Is this a thing? Horrific photo. Hold on. Have we agreed that I'm going to be the one who takes one for oh, the team here? I think yes. I might have it here. All right. Oh, hold on. Let's stop here. Now, does one of us? Let's go around the room. Sarah, you don't wish to see the David Carradine photo, of, but you feel compelled to. I don't really want to, but I want to see it after you guys see it. All right, Tim. I uh, do, but I can't find now, it. Now, as a news person. Uh, do you I have, have a any... natural curiosity about such things. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you have a you have a healthy interest in the world around you. I do. Greg, do you wish to see the David Carradine photo? Yes. All right. With no hesitation. So, Sarah, you're really the only holdout here. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Wait. Wait, they hold it, on. Is this they make it? it? tough for you to find Hold it. on. I think I think I may have I'm it. I'm about to give up. I think I may have it. Wait a second. Oh, wow. Do I want to see it? Well, I can only see a tiny, tiny little uh, image of it. It doesn't look like a wig, though. It looks like he's got a hood over his head. Ooh, that's disturbing. It, but it, but less so I because... I probably don't want to see it, then. Well, less so because you can't really tell that it's him. That's the thing. So I'm looking... Hold on, let me look. Uh, I mean, it could be an imposter. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I'm just saying... Okay, this is. Uh, this sounds really weird, but um, you know what it kind of looks like here? Let me see if I can find a better version of the David Carradine uh, There's gotta be. death photo. 
since I am apparently an awful person. Is there something wrong with me that I, you know what it is? Here's the well, reason. It's just it's ridiculous sounding. It's like well, and also, it also here's the thing. I think somebody's going to send it to me at some point, so I'd rather just see it now and get it out of the way. Yeah, That's not be my surprised deal. by it. Uh, let's see here. That way, it's not catching me off guard. All right. Um, yeah, I've only got this one little tiny version of it. I can't seem to find a larger, a larger uh, picture. So here's what what I've so seen. So it leads me to wonder if this is real. I'll put the, well, no, no, no. This is real. I'll put the I'll put the link uh, to this picture on my website here in a few. Um, in the meantime, are you going to try and find a bigger one? Here's what indicates to me that this is a real photograph of David Carradine: is that it appears to be a photograph, like with a cell phone, that someone took of the tabloid in question. Oh, okay. Because I guess this is published in a Thai newspaper. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. This appears to be somebody took the newspaper, they put it on the table, they took a photograph with it, and then they uploaded that photograph to, to like, their blog. This isn't a personal blog. And so it, it does, it's formatted very much like a tabloid. And the photograph is this. Uh, the photograph in the tabloid uh, shows David Carradine, like, his press photo, like, his, his headshot or whatever on the right. And then on the left... It shows uh, what what appears to be a photograph of him in the closet, and he is. See, I pictured him sitting somehow. I thought he was sitting. No, no, but see here, it's not like he's sitting. It's like he's crouching, uh, like you were. About, in, he's squatting, like you're about to lift weights. Okay, like he's in a in a weightlifting contest. But in this, it kind of looks like he's got the like a um, like one of those sex hoods that like the gimp well, guy in Pulp Fiction. Sex hood. Well, you know, like like uh, you know, one of those like one of those uh, full on head like a ski mask, but like the uh, you know, but the like leather like or whatever. Mouths? Yeah, like the Gimp in Pulp Fiction. Him, that guy. Um, it looks like like he's wearing one of those, almost like a, the Abu Ghraib thing, and he's got pants on, or they could be fishnets, I guess, but no shirt. It's hard to tell because it's very small. I'll try Is to find something a... I want to see. I don't know. When we come back, maybe we can have the audience vote on whether I even post it. Because I'm unclear about this. So, all right, it's uh, 503-228-4101. It is the uh, Rick Emerson Radio Show. Straight ahead, CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum will uh, join us here on the show. Later on, Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian. And uh, we have a double geek watch on the way. Here's Allison Chains. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Got an injury accident I-5 northbound on Highway 217. Also, today is the day you've been dreading. Get ready for multiple bridge liftings. This is going to be required for the departure of the Rose Festival fleet. They're going home till 11 o'clock this morning. You can avoid delays by using bridges south of the Burnside Bridge. Wait, hold on. Is this starting at 11 or until 11? Until 11. They may be happening as we speak. I was just going to ask, when does that, when does that begin? Anytime now. Of course, we get this information from L.A., so who knows? That's great. I it could be happening as we speak. Appreciate that happening during morning rush hour. That's very considerate. So, bridge lifts, beware. And that's it for now. Tim Riley on Rack 101 KUFO. Broadcasting from the greatest city on Earth. Our phone lines are open. <laughs> Caller 10 gets my seed. The Rick Emerson Show returns. There's no call for that kind of thing. All right, it's the uh, Rick Emerson Show live from Portland, Oregon, my friends. It's 503-228-4101. You can also uh, text if you like. It's 52051. 52051. All right. Uh, in just uh, like five seconds here, we'll talk to Cena Radio Correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Coming up later on, Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian, uh, who will recap the weekend box office. So I guess the big showdown. Did that Pixar movie open this weekend or last weekend? This weekend. All right, so I guess there was the, there was the Pixar film, there was the Hangover. It's up. 
Uh, yeah, up there was the Hangover, and then there was uh, Will Ferrell's Land of the Lost. Oh, by the way, well, up made forty four point two million dollars. Seriously, it, they didn't think it would make that much. Hangover forty three point three percent. You know, Pixar is the most successful dollar for dollar movie for movie. Pixar is already the most successful film studio in history. In the history of film, it is the most successful film studio that has ever existed. Oh, Land of the Lost, third place, nineteen point five million. Yeah, not even going to make back its budget. By the way, well, that's so, too uh, bad. Well, there won't be another one. No, no, there will not, Tim. Uh, Will will never get a chance to sing that guitar and tell us what we all learned about in this episode. Uh, incidentally, just uh, speaking of Land of the Lost, well, okay, let's do this first. Let's talk to uh, CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Since Jesus God, it's already 626. Where does the time go, I ask? Hello, Steve. How are you this morning? Good morning, boy. I used to wake up early on Saturday mornings just so I could watch Land of the Lost. They should have shot that film in the really poor quality video that they used to, you know, tape it in for the actual TV series. Well, you know, we had the chance last uh, week. I was uh, very blessed with the opportunity to talk to Sid and Marty Croft, who were the guys who created uh, Land of the Lost and all those other Croft, uh, you know, shows. They did, you know, the H.R. Puffinstuff and the Bugaloos and uh, Sigmund the Sea Monster and all of those. I mean, those all came out of the Sid and Marty Croft, like, genius factory. And they were just such great guys. They were exactly the way you would want them to be in an interview. They were sort of like the, they were sort of like Statler and Waldorf, who are those bickering old guys in the balcony on the Muppet Show, but yeah. crossed with Randolph and Mortimer Duke from Trading Places. But the the thing that I never mentioned to those guys, because you know, obviously they were on to, to pitch the movie, and I want to be I want to be supportive of those guys, and uh, you know, and and whatever, because it's their property and their creation. But I think they should have just filmed the movie as a straight ahead sort of thriller. And I think that, you know, the, the theory may have been that Jurassic Park sort of strip-mined that territory already. But I think if they'd made it just a thrill ride of a movie as opposed to sort of sort of big goofball comedy, they might have had better returns on it. But that being said, I don't really know what I'm talking about, so I could be way off. Hey, let me uh, ask you this question about uh, Chrysler. So now we have this, what is it, 785, 790-something Chrysler dealerships that have got to get, uh, got to get closed down? Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, they have to close down uh, tomorrow. Uh, You know, it's really, really odd what's going on with Chrysler, considering that GM told uh, the over 1,000 dealerships that they're closing down that uh, they have until the end of 2010. So they have a lot of time to wind down their dealerships or file an appeal. And Chrysler, also going through bankruptcy, uh, said to their dealers, hey, you've got 26 days to close up shop. And by the way, uh, anything you have... Uh, in, in on your property after uh, those 26 days, we're we're we're, we're not going to give you any help with, and you can't sell it as a Chrysler dealer anymore. That was actually going to be my question. So at the end of however many days, this is three and a half weeks or something, if they got a whole uh, showroom full of cars, uh, what do they do with that stuff? That's that's the big question. You know, there were hearings on Capitol Hill about the dealership closings uh, last week. And Chrysler's CEO, uh, James Press, was saying, no, 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 we're helping the dealerships. We've called called them all and told them about how we're going to help them with whatever they have left on their lots uh, and with the tools and with the parts inventories after the 26 days. And then right after he said that, a, a dealer from Texas testified and said, uh, we've gotten no calls from Chrysler and uh, we're not getting no help. We don't know what we're going to do. And by the way, we don't know why they're closing us down. We made X millions of dollars in profit uh, last year. And um, and then the CEO uh, came back with saying, well, we have phone records, uh, and we called you. So uh, <laughs> there seems to be a bit of a discrepancy there. It's almost but, hard uh, to I, imagine that this company uh, it couldn't make any money and is having difficulty in the business world. Yeah, you know, I went out to a dealership uh, on Long Island that's been a, a Chrysler dealership for 26 years. 
A couple of weeks ago, they had 80 new cars left. This past weekend, he had three left that he needed to get by, three Chryslers, and uh, needed to get them off the lot this week. He told me he's pretty, pretty upset, feeling betrayed, because all of the Chrysler dealerships were asked by the company, please take some new cars, take more cars than you need, buy, and you know, the dealers pay for them up front. To help keep the company afloat, we need you to buy more vehicles. And uh, the, the, the gentleman was just really upset about this. I took an extra hundred cars, you know, and, uh, and they were all losers for me, you know, when you tried to help the company. And, you know, he feels like, you know, they, they stuck their neck out for the company, they lost money, and now they're being shut down anyway. Jesus. All right. Well, so th- this is going to be one of those uh, things where there's going to be the guy dancing outside in a giant foam rubber dollar bill or something, shrieking that everything must go. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, and most of the stuff's gone already. You know, they're doing wheeling and dealing between the the dealerships that are closing and the dealerships that are staying open. And uh, there's a lot of theories among the dealers as to why they're being closed down. They're, they're saying, uh, you know, fewer dealers means that there's less competition, so Chrysler can charge more money for their vehicles. And uh, others are saying, well, they want those larger dealerships with satellite centers to, to move in where they're closing us down, so they have a bigger coverage. There's a lot of cynicism about this. Good God almighty. All right. Well, on that note, my friend, have a fantastic day. We will have uh, speaks with you in the immediate future, sir. Fun times. See ya. Indeed. There you go. See you in our radio correspondent, Steve Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up uh, here in just a few, we have a double geek watch. Tim Riley, what headlines are we following on this Monday? Well, we have all kinds of death and destruction everywhere. Now, the man who killed a Seattle radio talk show host pleads guilty the dead woman found in the crawl space of a Beaverton home had recently arrived from Tigard, and the Oregon wine tasting room is closing after three decades of service to the wine tasting public. All right, so that's uh, all on the immediate horizon. We're also going to be giving away a copy of The Shield, uh, Season 7 on DVD, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. It's Monday morning. And I-5 North by Highway 217, just north of Carbonate is blocking the left lane. A brand new accident on Marine Drive. Traffic tied up in both directions around Northeast 33rd. Cell phone callers reported a crash causing large delays and closures both east and westbound. Cell phone callers to where? I don't know. It just says cell phone. Who would they be calling? <laughs> Craig, are you getting cell phone callers? Or- no. Well, somebody's calling somebody. Sarah, cell phone callers reporting a crash somewhere. If they're calling Portland Metro traffic, I mean, the message, this number has been disconnected. We've moved to Los Angeles. (laughs) You're on your own. Seriously, do we give out a number that people are supposed to call with their traffic updates? No. That's a lie right there. Well, I'm Tim Riley with Lies on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in standard definition. If you don't have a place where you can hold these people, you only have other options to kill them. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Look, I, I hate to be a stickler for journalistic standards and everything. Yes. But and we know they're high here. But, I mean, is that something that, they, that we're just supposed to say now and again to make it sound like Lies. that was... Well, I mean, we are live, and we—that's the thing. We are live, and we're local. But right. presumably, everybody who's forty-three—that—that's proving it. <laughs> what street are we nearby, Tim? Lincoln and First. There you go. All right. This is like one of those. Uh, this is like in the World War II movie or whatever, where the guy gets—you uh, know—the guy meets what he thinks is an American soldier, and then he quizzes them about the New York Yankees. So, all right. So, so Sarah, you worked. Uh, did traffic? What is the? 
Is that a thing? I just we're just made stuff up, though. Okay, but I think everybody. But I don't think you were alone. I, I think did too. Everybody yeah. is just making stuff well, up. Because we were both on the payroll. <laughs> especially since it's like, well, when I did traffic on TV, it was you know five o'clock in the morning. There were no cars, but I have a two-minute segment where I'm supposed to fill it with stuff. So, so um, how did you? What did you fill when you were doing traffic on Coin? How did you fill that if there was no actual traffic to? Because oh, here, of, Tim can just make it five seconds long if he wants to. Yes. Yeah, I know, but I had the screen and I had to use graphics even at like. 5.05 in the morning. So how would you fill two minutes, though? Just babbling. I'm good at my job. But, I mean, what, what, I what like, kind of know, babbling? Um, starting to see a little bit of congestion from I-5 southbound as you head toward the interstate bridge. Stop and go. Where were you seeing this congestion? I don't know. In I would your try mind? And find, I would find, like, three cars on one of the cameras and then just, like, put it put Lots of congestion. Like, oh, did you show the ODOT cameras when yeah, you were had, doing your traffic? I had ODOT cameras, and then I had to um, make graphics. Like moving graphics with little flashing arrows, they'd be green if traffic was good. And I saw them; they were yellow. neat. They were. They were. Kind you just of get neat. like a real tight shot on one car, so you can say, "Well, as you can see, it's bumper to bumper traffic," and then just like it, like so closely zoomed in that you can only it see was, the one it automobile. It was ridiculous. Like between five and um and like six thirty, I had nothing to talk about, but I'd have to stand there like a jackass, like talking about you know non-existent traffic. What, so let's, so, same so, as the anchor people do. So let's back up for a second. So Tim is just now reading. This traffic from Metro Traffic, right? Yes. Metro Metro News, Metro Traffic. Yes, they send us a screen. All right. And you just And you, I read whatever's on the screen. You just That's my job. So you just so you it's go part to of my job description. You go to the webpage which gives you traffic updates, yes. which we then read here mm-hmm. to uh, to enlighten the people of Portland for their morning commute. Thousands and thousands of people are listening. And it says cell phone callers report, report a crash causing large delays and closures in both east and westbound traffic. On Marine Drive, and then it says between Northeast 33rd, and doesn't mention the other street. <laughs> okay. So I skipped that part. Okay. Because Seriously. Because it sounded stupid. I want to know if this is even accurate. Uh, so would you, uh, I'm going to give out the, our number here. It's 503 228 Will somebody drive up there and get stuck in traffic? That's what I want to know. Uh, I want I want to know actually if there's if there if this is if there actually is uh, it's, it's an, an accident. Yes. Okay. So if there's an accident there. It's five zero three two two eight four one zero one, or you can text. It is five two zero five one. You can text us at five two zero. I'm opening my texting window now. Five one. Is that like a? <laughs> Never mind. It's like something else. Um, the uh, so Tim, would you give that information one more time? And I just want people to text me a simple uh, yes or no. That texting is probably easier. Actually, uh, let us know if this is true. Tim, read this traffic one more time as though as though you believed it. Marine Drive. We have a traffic accident causing types in both directions at Northeast Thirty Third. Cell phone callers reported crash causing large delays and closures for both east and westbound traffic. Okay, That's so on the way the pros do it. All right, so there you go. So let's just we're going to take some of these calls. Greg, I'll just take these randomly here, and we'll see what. Uh... Hello, hi. You're on the uh, Rick Emerson show. Can you weigh in on the uh, on the truth of that traffic report? Yes, a car went into the drink at a high-speed chase at 5 o'clock this morning on 122nd, and the police have closed it down from 33rd to 122nd. Okay. Use Sandy Boulevard or Airport Way. Wow, that was so much more uh, informative than the traffic reporter? we actually just She's did. She's probably one of the laid-off Metro traffic reporters. <laughs> Still this. applying her trade, but <laughs> not being paid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not more of a hobby. All morning, so. Okay, anyway, excellent. All right, can thank you? Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks guys. so Keep much. All right, but then again, we don't know if that one's true either. Well, she could totally be screwing with us right there. It's yeah. Point. Oh, she sounded pretty informed. Though. Winding us up, as they say in Britain. Hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey, is the traffic uh, that that woman just reported is that accurate? Yes, that is accurate. I'm watching Fox 12, and I just seen known as breaking news. Yeah. All right, excellent. All right, thank you, sir. Yep, no problem. All right, there you go. Uh, and uh, it is breaking news. So we've got so 
there was a car in the river after a police chase. We do know that on Marine Drive. And so it's uh, from 33rd to 122nd, apparently. We don't know to 122nd. Yeah, what's that? But it is at 33rd. We're not sure how far. The woman said to 122nd. I'll take her word for it. Why would they close on 80 blocks for one car on the river? Well, that's a good question, actually. They're using a long rope to pull it out. Is there, uh, do we know if, uh, if... it was a police chase. If it was a police chase, do we know if they apprehended the suspect? Uh, let me see. Or maybe if okay, crews are at the scene. It went into the Columbia River. Hang on just a moment here. Okay, the car went into the river along Marine Drive at 520 this morning. One person has been thrown from the car and has been apprehended, taken to a local hospital. It's unknown if a second person ah. is also in the river. So there you go. We'll see. So if it there was, was a police chase, if there was a second person in the car, but he was not necessarily found. Uh-huh. In other words, he could be in the river, but if they haven't found him, they, I guess they're making right. their uh, they're making uh, allowances for the possibility he might be on foot somewhere in that neighborhood, which so is the why ca- they've closed down eighty blocks. The car is about okay. fifteen feet away from the shore. That's Northeast Marine Drive. Happened uh-huh. at five twenty. All right, and the text sort of concur with that. We've got uh, yes, yes, police blockaded thirty third, and this one says Marine Drive closed due to zombie hordes. Great. Thank you, sir. All right. At the uh, news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. Yeah. In the news with Tim Riley. So, yes, traffic is tied up at Rooney Drive at 33 to 120. Because a car went into the Columbia River following a police chase. And they already took one person in. Other news. The dead woman found in the crawl space of a Beaverton home had recently arrived in Tigard. After moving from Maryland, where she worked at Popeye's Chicken, Heather Snively was hopeful she would score a job at a video store while carrying her boyfriend's child. She'd been selling things online to make ends meet, including her boyfriend's pants. (laughs) Sorry. That that kind of caught me off guard. Selling her boyfriend's pants? Online. Is there a big thriving market for used pants on the internet? Apparently so. Well, okay. She found it. Well, Snively had met Karina Roberts on Craigslist and decided to meet her for the first time to exchange baby clothes on Friday. She would never leave the house alive. Roberts would be arrested at St. Vincent's Hospital, where doctors revealed she was never pregnant, and the baby that died wasn't hers. Meanwhile, the body of Snively minus her baby, found in a crawl space of Roberts' home after a boyfriend, who was an accomplice, cooperated with the police. Now, prosecutors are still trying to determine charges against the woman. Wait a minute. So, okay, so the woman goes online... Meets this meets woman number two. Woman number two comes over, uh, presumably to be pals with her and swap baby clothes. Yes. Whose boyfriend is an accomplice? Woman number two or woman or, or the victim? Uh, the woman who has been arrested. The the uh, the alleged perpetrator. Yes. Her, her boyfriend. She has a boyfriend. Yes, she has a boyfriend. She also has two kids who weren't home at the time. Do you suppose? Do you suppose uh, the victim or the perpetrator? The victim. Okay, let's... No, no, the, the perpetrator. I don't know what's going on! Okay, so the perpetrator has a boyfriend and two children. Correct. Okay, but they but this was not at her home. This is at the victim's home that this happened. Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. No, the, no, the victim's body is in the perpetrator's Correct. So the victim went over to the perpetrator's house, not the other way around. Right. Oh, the, okay. The perpetrator has two kids who were not home at the time. I see. And a boyfriend. And a boyfriend who they believe is an accomplice. Yes. The victim comes over, says, hey, I'm here for the baby clothes. Next thing you know... Uh, everything goes south, and then they find her. Boy, 
I was just I wrote down the word crawl space to myself space here. It's a creepy word. I, I was just going to say that actually. Ugh. When is the last time the word crawl space was used in a story and it didn't have to do with a body being found <laughs> Never in one? Good. That I feel so sorry for the word crawl space. That is a word that is just so completely and totally tainted at this point. That's a word that's never used positively. It's a killing space. That's a, I mean, really, that's it. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any other word. Okay, quiz. Can you think of any other word that in and of itself is neutral but is only used to denote something horrible? Crawl space is the only one I can think of. I mean, that's a word that it, it just describes a, it describes an area of the house. It is just that is a uh, that is just yeah. a construction term. That is a uh, what's the word I'm looking? An architectural uh, term. But it re- the only time you will ever see that story or that word pop up anywhere is when they're, like, it, it dragging 30 guys out of John Wayne Gacy's basement or something. Yeah, there really aren't any happy crawl space stories. No. I have a second one that's a follow-up, unfortunately. All right, here's Tim Riley. The man who killed Seattle radio talk show host Mike Webb, whose body was found in the crawl space of his own home. <laughs> the guy who killed him with the axe. Uh-huh. Has pleaded guilty in an agreement with the King County prosecutors. A Scott Brain was charged with second-degree murder. Then he was also charged with first-degree murder. The 29-year-old was sentenced on, uh, will be sentenced July 10th, Superior Court in Seattle. Webb was a former talk show host for Cairo Radio who allowed White to live with him at his home. Bad move. Felt sorry for him, took the guy in. The body of the 51-year-old was found in the crawl space of his house in June of 2007. And uh, White was arrested at a homeless camp later on. Uh, i got a couple of things here. This one, uh, this email says, uh, the reason they've closed so many blocks is that there are no cross streets on Marine Drive between 30. So there's no, uh, there are no exits, basically, between 33rd and 122nd on Marine Drive. The, the airport blocks uh, other access. So they don't have any choice. So it's blocked off at 33rd. And then the next place you can get off is 122nd. There's, there's no other way. Every time there's a high-speed chase on Marine Drive, it's always the same ending. Yes. Yes, it is. By the way, I'm looking, I went to Google News and I just put in crawl space. And even if you discount duplicate stories, like in other words, the, the different variations on the same tale, like this, uh, you know, this, this horrible thing that just happened here. Um, I'm just looking here. It's just nothing but bad. It's just nothing but body stories. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's all. That's all it is. Police. This, it's just nothing but uh, police find drugs, police find body, police find body, police find bodies, police find drugs again, bodies, and in this case, they find uh, criminal hiding with a body in a crawl space. Oh. All right, there you go. Uh, it's Tim Riley at the uh, news desk, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I, I guess the only way to cheer things up is to hear from Sarah Palin at this point. Who wouldn't agree? Uh, Sarah Palin brought her family to Westchester County, New York. To take part in the Walk for Autism Awareness Now campaign. Some 10,000 people who took part in on the campus of Manhattan College attended. Palin says she was happy to lend her support to this uh, very worthy cause. Uh, I am so honored to get to be here to show support and to show that it's a nonpartisan issue where research is needed, support, empathy is needed. It's like an autism dance happening in the I'm background. So happy. <laughs> Every time I hear her speak, I'm just so thrilled she's not our vice president. Jesus. Uh, how do you feel to be in New York? She's trying to help support our loved ones with disabilities, including autism. It's a gorgeous day, gorgeous people. It's a lot of fun. Wow, I don't miss hearing her on the news. Well, then you get, get to hear her one more time. Sarah Palin, folks, find herself for wearing high heels to the walk. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, with, with her and Jenny McCarthy on the case, it's almost hard to believe that they haven't cracked the autism uh, cure so far. All right, here's uh, Tim Riley at the news desk. All right, a naked man high on PCP crashes Seattle church over the weekend. Jagged broken glass left cuts all over his body, leaving a trail of blood. He went on a room-to-room rampage, tearing a picture gallery from the walls, shattering mirrors, and smearing blood all over the walls and furniture. He did trigger an alarm and was promptly arrested. God almighty. Uh, straight ahead, we have uh, more from Tim Riley. Also, Christy Turnquist will join us uh, from the Oregonian. We'll do the box office recap. Coming up in the next hour, we have a double geek watch, ladies and gentlemen. Also got uh, a copy of The Shield. She's... The Shield Season 7 on DVD that we'll be giving away. And uh, later on, Penis Watch. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO Portland. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO on Monday morning. Thank you for coming by. It's 503 228 for 101 in just a uh, moment we'll find out what christy turnquist from the oregonian is going to be uh, discussing with us tim riley is tracking the following stories on this monday morning it was a high-speed police chase one person is thrown from the car the car ends up in the columbia river therefore marine drive between northeast 33rd and northeast 22nd is closed right now as they fish that car out of the ocean the perps in the car and the cars in the river there's a great idea that nobody ever thought of before GPS shoes for Alzheimer's patients. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. That's, that's the best thing rad. ever. Why didn't anybody think about that before? That's much easier than injecting her with a microchip. Mm-hmm. So I guess, can you choose a lady's voice or somebody with an accent? Well, anyway, we'll talk more about that. And the president says he's going to push for 600,000 new jobs for the unemployed. Excellent. Um, so uh, just very quickly here, so I'm looking at this, and we've got... Somebody did say that 33rd goes all the way to 122nd. And so if, you, if you're there right now, by the way, you're screwed, apparently, because I guess they've closed it off looking for this guy, this second uh, uh, guy who may have been in the car, the car that went into the river. So they haven't found the second body. They don't know if he's just out sort of uh, roaming the streets. So I guess that if you are there in that 80-block stretch, there's probably nowhere you're going to be able to go at this point. So Turn yourself in. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Well, also, if Seriously, you're... Seriously, you're inconveniencing everybody. Don't be a jackass. Yeah, and, and if you're... And if, by the way, and if you are one of the people being inconvenienced, apparently that's not going to end anytime soon because there's no exits there, uh, which is why all the traffic is just sort of uh, stacked up. So there you go. And any event... So if somebody has sent me... Just I should just say this now. So somebody has sent me um, a... What I feel almost certainly is an actual uh, photograph of the David Carradine thing. Really? So Christy Turnquist is leaning over and looking at it after saying she didn't want to see it. The first thing you said. Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian. I know that journalistic uh, (laughs) curiosity is getting the better of you now, but I thought you were all above this and whatnot. Well, as long as it's right there. (laughs) Oh, I see. So as long as you're not the one actually looking for it. So is it really bad? Is this? Mark Garrigo says he was murdered by ninjas. Mark Garagos was murdered by ninjas? No, he said David Carradine was murdered by ninjas. Uh, Are you serious? That may not have any... uh, The factual underpinnings of that seem a little suspect to me. Especially from the person making the statement. What do you mean? Why? What are you talking about? What do you mean Mark Garagos said he was murdered by ninjas? That's what he said on the Larry King Show. I know Mark Garagos is his lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Garagos said on the Larry King Show that he was murdered by ninjas? Uh Uh-huh. Not zombies. Are you making this up? (laughs) He was murdered by groups working in the martial arts underworld. Secret societies of martial artists. Code for ninjas. Wait, hold on. 
Mark Garagos, who came to fame, he rose to prominence during the O.J. Simpson case, did he not? That was his deal? Yes. When the, that we all sort of became aware of him then? Did he use the word ninja on television? No. Okay, so... <laughs> he said secret underworld fighters. Those are ninjas. Okay, but I mean, but in other words, he said secret underworld fighting groups, and then someone who wrote the article is interpreting that to mean ninjas? Yes. I mean, not that that's not what he meant, because it sounds like it probably was... But I'm, I would just give anything to actually have footage of the guy saying that ninjas killed David Carradine. Because wasn't that what the, the Wikipedia entry said? Like, as soon as it was reported that Carradine was dead, there was that something about it. He was attacked by a group of ninjas late at night. His friend Chuck Norris was uh, drunk and unconscious, well, unable that, to save him. It says Garagos is very interested in investigating and disclosing secret societies. Well, of course, because... That's kind of ridiculous. Like, if there wasn't evidence to the... Con- I mean... It's just, it's so far-fetched, even though it is ninjas, like, because, like, well, because four years he, ago, he's already, like, said he's done the asphyxi- asphyxiation place. Well, because the only alternative is to admit that he was wearing a wig and high heels and managed to choke himself off, uh, you know, in a closet somehow. So I'm looking at this, uh, at this photograph, and Christy oh. Turnquist, again, would you like me to get your own copy, Christy? <laughs> oh, she's giggling. Like a maniac. So, oh. that's what I'm saying, see? Do I want to see it? Well... Christy, why don't you uh, why don't you let Sarah know if she wants to see this or not? You know, it's not as bad as I thought. It's just sort of you know, watery well, and sad. Well, it's not graphic in the sense that there's yeah. like there's no blood or anything. It's not like you're you know it's it's, it's, a, it's a dead David. Not Perry. like he went through a combine or something. America um, say, oh please God, erase this image from my brain. <laughs> it's not that bad. I see. I wouldn't say like so. A guy. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, I'm looking at this now, and I'll put the. Uh, Do we know it's him? I well look. Uh, I don't know how many guys they find hanging in closets with fishnets on, uh, wearing a wig with a red lingerie on the bed next to the closet, because that was the description of, wasn't that the description of how he was found? Yes. So this is a photo of that, and again, this is a, this appears to be a cell phone picture of the tabloid. In other words, the tabloid got the photo and published it. Somebody got a photo of the, got a, got a copy of the tabloid, photographed that page, and uploaded the whole page, so you can see that it's in the context of this of this tabloid newspaper page. Okay. Um, and then there's an inset of David uh, of David Carradine's face. I mean, I guess theoretically, I guess it could be photoshopped, but it, it seems very unlikely that it has been so. And this is, I'm probably not going to put the the actual photograph uh, on yeah. my site, but what? I'll, but I, I'll probably put a link to this with some sort of like a warning, like, hey, don't don't click this unless you want to see the, the picture. Um, so I kind of want to see it. Well, I will say this, just based on this. Uh, some of the things we initially heard appear to be wrong because, first of all, his hands aren't behind his back. Are they this. over his head? They're over his head. It. Uh, this is the thing that comes to mind when I look at this David Carradine picture: is that it looks like that stuff from Abu Ghraib. You know, remember the thing of like, remember the thing we saw where it was like the guy standing in oh, the yeah. box with like the hood on his face, and he's uh, he looks where well, the guy looked like some sort of weird clansman, but where like it was like a like a black outfit instead instead of instead that, of white. Yeah. yeah, this is sort of like those photographs, but it's it's um. Here's what it looks like. It looks as though David Carradine in fishnets. Uh, it looks as though he's hanging with both hands onto a subway strap, but he's really tall and the ceiling is really low, so he has to crouch a little bit. It okay. does kind of look like that. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the best way I can describe it. It's like he is crouching. Uh, and holding on to uh, a strap above him with both hands. If you didn't know the context, it would just sort of look like a weird photo. Yeah, that's the thing. And I can't tell if these are fishnets or not, but I will say that everything from the waist down, I can tell they're not pants because they're very form-fitting, uh, but but it, it is a lot darker than the upper half of his body, so I don't think he has a shirt on. And also, you wouldn't know this was a wig. This is why it may not be him, although I think it probably is. It doesn't look like a wig as such. Like It's not like he has some flowery like Marilyn Monroe uh, you know, hair on his head or something. 
But it does look like a full head of dark hair, which of course he had the uh, you know he had thinning silver hair mm-hmm. at this uh, juncture in his life. And then on the and then on the bed there is a there is like a, a what, like a like a piece of red like a red lingerie of of some kind or another. So that what's was probably the next thing he was going to put on. Well, but what's odd though is. I mean, at no point have they just said, well, like, was somebody else in the room with him? I mean, I'm not saying that he got a hooker or something, but doesn't that seem like the most likely explanation? Yeah. Because I don't even know how, how, you, would, how you would get this, this setup done yourself. Because yeah. on Friday, I spent about 20 minutes on Friday trying to tie my own hands together in here just to see if it could be done. And that's and, just the first step. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, seriously, that's without having to get, like, a whole rope and pulley system around the store down there, which he clearly had. <laughs> oh. Um and so is that some and and is that set up so like you can manipulate your uh, uh, your business by moving your by moving your neck? Oh, like a puppeteer? <laughs> well, sort of. I mean, is that the deal? I ask a whole room full of people who probably have no reason to know. <laughs> I I don't really. Because when they busted Richard Quest from CNN in Central Park, he had the same setup where it was a rope around the neck and then all the way down around the business. We well, started doing the up. dark. Well, I guess. He was on his way home from a party of some kind, too. So maybe he had people at the party who were assisting him with that. The, the initial, he was on his way to his hotel room. The initial setup seems to be the difficulty. All right, we come back. Uh, we'll talk more about this, and we'll, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, I'll, um, maybe I'll put the link up. I don't know. Christy Turnquist uh, will have any number of things for us, including a weekend box office wrap-up, yes? Yes, yes, yes. We'll find out what the sleeper hit of the season is so far and the first flop. Excellent. There you go. Christy Turnquist, next. This is The Rick Emerson Show. If you want someone to stick needles in your body, they'll do it for free. On Rock 101 KUFO. Why, hello, it's The Rick Emerson Show. We are here on Rock 101 KUFO in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, ladies and gentlemen. Sometime before the end of uh, today's program, we will give away a copy of The Shield Season 7. Jesus, God, why can I not say that? Sarah, say this. Say, now everything (laughs) is alliterative today. Sarah, talk about selling seashells by the seashore, won't you please? Um, Please, okay, please to read just this this line here about the uh, the giveaway. The Shield Season 7 on DVD. See, why do you got to do that to mock me? (laughs) And why can I say that Sarah sells seashells by the seashore thing, but I can't say, that was pretty impressive right there, (laughs) but I can't say the Shield, for the love of Christ. Wow. The Shield Season 7. Is there a different way that I can say that? Season 7 the of The Shield. Sweet the seventh Jehovah. season the, the, of The Shield. Yes, that. I'm going to be giving that away on DVD. The mind-blowing final season of The Shield starring Emmy Award winner Michael Chiklis. We'll be giving that away before the uh, end of uh, uh, today's broadcast, ladies and gentle people. Christy Turnquist from The Oregonian is here. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I'm dandy. All right, on a scale of 1 to 10. Before I click uh, the publish button here on my uh, my blog update, uh, which has the David Carradine photo, on, on the classic one to ten scale, uh, how off putting do you find it? How disturbing? I find it about a. Um... And we'll do this the way that they do it in the hospital for pain: zero being not at all, and ten being the most disturbing thing you've ever seen. Well, you know, I'm surprised I only find it about a six. Well, you do work in the newspaper industry, though, so you're this probably privy to all kinds of horrible things that, the, that don't that end up not getting published. Even. That's true. I have a. I have a. a, a Thick hide. All right. So <laughs> okay, would, well, I still haven't seen it yet. So you would say like a but a, like a six on the classic scale of creepy. Well, yeah, and what sort of what's creepy about it is not just because it's a picture of this thing allegedly, you know, this this death scene, um, but that it is this 
this picture of a newspaper with this weird floating head of David Carradine in there. So. Right, because it's a photograph of the actual tabloid yeah. page. All right, so I yeah, am. So it's uh, all very. Bleh. I am, and there's, and by the way, there's. So you don't call and bitch me about this later because I put a big warning at the time. In fact, it just says warning, creepy link below, and then there's like three sentences of warning, and then the link actually says only click here if you're sure. So uh, you lose if you if you go there and you click on it, you look at it, you lose your right to carp about it to me later. So uh, that is uh, you will be hoist by your own petard at that point. So uh, oh. proceed with caution. <laughs> All right, there you go. So you go to uh, RickEmerson.com. It's the first entry. It just says warning, creepy link to follow. Sarah immediately to RickEmerson.com. <laughs> All right, she goes. I'm ready. Can I well done. Now? Yes, and then when you're done, you should watch the Brett Michaels thing again just to make yourself so feel happy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just if you're sure. Okay. Oh. So. Okay. Tim, are you going there as well? <laughs> I am. Okay. Now, Sarah should click first and then Tim. You shouldn't do it at the okay, same time. Okay, I haven't looked yet. Now, it's about halfway down the page. Click on the link. It's about halfway down the click page. The You'll link. see it. Okay, but don't go yet, Tim. Oh, oh, you, oh, 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 oh. Now, you got to wait. Right. Avert your eyes. Okay. All right, Sarah, go there. Scroll about halfway down. You'll see a, uh, a photograph of the, of the tabloid page in question. Hmm. Okay. Can I do it now? See, so you don't, but where do you, where do you put it on the 1 to 10 scale in terms of creepiness? Probably about a, like a five. See, I don't see it. Maybe because I anticipated I'm tired of waiting. Sam <laughs> has plunged on ahead. It's weird. Well, I thought it would yeah. be so much worse than it is. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what I thought. I mean, I guess it's bad. Look, like clearly nobody wants to be found that way. That's not how you. That's not. That's not what you. I thought it would be a lot worse. I thought it would be from a different angle. I thought it would be from the side. Yeah. See, and I thought it would be from the front. Mm. Uh, so, Tim. Meh. Yeah, see, that uh, I think we're all just so jaded because of the Internet that it, it, it takes so much more to shock us at it this point. It must have been from playing violent pinball games when I was a child. Well, that just looks weird. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's odd. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a strange photograph. Is he looking at something? Look, it looks like there's something in front of him. Um, like a mirror or something. Well, and the photo was a picture of him. No, the, I'm not um, sure that that was there. No, I, see, because it's it's a Thai hotel room, so I don't know how... I don't know how how it's done in Thailand, and what I mean by that is, like, if you go to, like, Manhattan, like, hotel rooms in Manhattan typically are very, very small because space is so much of a, a premium. And, you know, and in Asia, I think it's the same way because there's such an overcrowding problem in so many sections of Asia that that I, I think that that is a – it looks like it's a mailbox of some kind or like a, a like a, a slot for, like, stationery or something. But why would that be in the closet? Well, again, because it probably because it's a small room, most likely, and they have to put so much stuff into such a small space that every wall is used for something. Because you know what that looks like? That looks like the mail slot by Dave Zinn's desk that's on the wall, yeah. where they'll put stuff for like you know for like you know management or outgoing or whatever. But it's all just sort of there in one place. The fishnet seems a little over the top, though. Yeah, that's a straight. That's the strange part of the story. I like how that seems over the top. Not that he's wearing a wig <laughs> and he's hanging in a closet with something around his junk. That's but you know the fishnets. That just. Or it's just—it's a little suspect. Like, why would he dress himself up in fishnets just to hang out? Is by he himself? standing on a hardwood floor? Um, that looks like carpeting looks like he's to kneeling me. Kneeling and it looks like he's only half. Wondering. Maybe the floor was slippery. If that is a hardwood floor, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Carradine, should I wax these floors later? No, no, no. Do it now. What could go wrong? <laughs> so, I like how you don't find it—you don't find it odd that he would be tying a rope around his neck and around his business. But you find it odd that he would have fishnets on. Yeah, it's that's kind of the strange. Well, you thing. But cross-dressers exist. I mean, people cross-dress. Well, I guess he could get all dressed up. Maybe those are Taiwanese fun. pajamas. Well, so maybe it was a special occasion. I mean, maybe this is sort of like when you put on your uh, you put on your Sunday best. Oh, well, he it's... was going to go to dinner. <laughs> yes, he was. Maybe he was getting in character for a role. It's method acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. All right. And not so much ninjas. So he's being misunderstood, the poor guy. You can uh, you can see this, by the way, at uh, rickemerson.com. And then there's an ad to link. the right of it, two great pastas, $13.99. <laughs> Over three pounds of food. <laughs> I don't think that's enough. I saw a blog actually a while back that was nothing but inappropriately placed advertising. It was a blog, and I forget exactly the title of it. It was one of those, like, it was just like a long, absurd URL this that meant nothing. death brought to you by it Pizza was, Hut. It, that's all it was. That it was for? like, it was unfortunate juxtapositions of advertising and news stories. It was awesome. Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian. How are you today? I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm better than David Carradine. Seriously, do, were you are you on the same page that I am, though, that you were expecting a different kind of wig? That's the thing I yes. keep going to here. Yes, I was. I was really thinking of Dress to Kill, you sort know, of like a Michael, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Michael Caine's got you know the blonde sort of Angie Dickinson Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I was thinking like wig. an Uma Thurman Bob kind of thing. Well, it, it's closer <laughs> to that than uh, it's closer to that than than you know like a like a sort of long blonde, very pronounced wig. I mean, I guess that's. You know, that's what I immediately think of is, you know, he's wearing some uh, something that's very sort of over the top and overtly you feminine. Know, it's actually kind of frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad saying that. You're like the you're like the postmortem Mr. Blackwell. Oh, uh, <laughs> honey, no, this is not how you want your death scene to look. Oh, God. All right. Uh, what do we have in terms of uh, box office results, Christy? On a happier note. We we are we are up for the second weekend in a row and please yes. please there's no puns here. Um, the Pixar 3D animated feature that was number one last week at the box office was number one again this week because it's still getting great reviews and Pixar has obviously found a way to combine really good movies that actually you know make a lot of money. Imagine that. And I guess is it playing in 3D everywhere or in just some places? I think it's just in some places. Because I got uh, a text message from um, who was it? It was uh, Susan Reynolds, uh, our marketing director, who saw it in 3D and she sent me a text just like. If you have the chance, she's like, you need to see it in 3D. Because I yeah. guess the deal is the 3D isn't over the top where there's like, you know, a lot of excuses for a guy to use like a paddle ball right at the camera. I think it's just there yeah. to sort of augment the existing film. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about Pixar, though, is it's like the, it, it is the double-edged sword of Pixar's success that the reason I did not see Up is because I just knew that the theater was going to be packed and packed full of families at that. Mm. So I'm going to wait and see it this week during the afternoon in a matinee. That is the, the, one of the things about doing this morning shift is that, you know, you can you need to sort of be out there like one in the afternoon when everybody else is kind of occupied. That's my favorite time to see movies. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, because it ta- it's so hard for me to sit uh, just among the, the usual group of idiots and misfits that surround you at any movie theater ever. Uh, and that's not a Portland thing. That's just like everywhere now. So I'm to see it at some point this week, but I hear it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet myself, but I need to. And then, so it made forty-four point two million in the in, initial weekend estimates. And then the second one, this is the one that turned out to be a sleeper, supposedly based on you know industry experts, and that's the Hangover. Now they were surprised that it did better than Land of the Lost, but I gotta say, just the premise for the Hangover sounds so funny. I mean, we've got these three buddies: Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis. Sarah Galifianakis. See, I thought it was Finiakis or Galif- Galifianakis. Yeah, Galifianakis. Not going to work here anymore. There it is. All Galapagos. Right. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> so they they are friends and they go with their their soon to be married buddy to Vegas. I mean, we we know the premise. I mean, they've been promoting it really effectively. It's been a really well marketed movie. And, I mean, what's what's not to like? They wake up. They don't know what happened. The hotel room's a mess. They've got a baby and a tiger. Well, we are in a sort a of baby and a tiger. Oh yeah. Isn't that, a, uh, isn't that a short story? Um, <laughs> By O. Henry, I think. Was it? Well, um, I, we, had, uh, we had the director, Todd Phillips, on the show, and we were talking with him about how he, this is sort of a golden era for guy comedies. 
yeah. where it's this sort of dumb filtered through smart or smart filtered through dumb, and they all kind of exist in that kind of that Judd Apatow uh, world. The, Apatown. Uh, yeah, the, is that what they call it now? That's what they call it. They living in Apatown <laughs> because and because this guy did Road Trip and he did old old school and those you know those movies in the in their own way are all just sort of variations on the kind of um, knocked up forty year old virgin you know that kind of that kind of film. So it's on my uh, it's on my must see list. <laughs> anyway, yeah, people were surprised at how well it did because it made forty three point three million. So it was just just a little tiger's hair behind up. But then the uh, the sort of the surprise was Land of the Lost because we've been seeing commercials for it what since what seems like you know year one. Speaking of another thing, we're seeing commercials for a lot, and it didn't do so hot. It did nineteen point five million, which led the L.A. Times to call it the first flop of the season. Well, because I just I don't know who the audience for Land of the Lost is supposed to be. That's yeah. kind of my thing. I, mean, I don't know if it's if it's Gen Xers who grew up with the series or if it's kids who are into dinosaurs. I mean, maybe they were yeah. thinking. I the marketing idea probably was that they would get every group at once. In other words, they would get a bunch of Gen X guys, and then they would get their kids who would be who would go along with dad to right. see some some film based on something that's a hundred years old. The Transformers idea, right? right totally. For them, exactly. And plus, it's got dinosaurs. Kids love dinosaurs. Right. They figure, look, I'll get the parents who are in the land of the lost. I'll get the kids who are in the dinosaurs, and I'll get everybody in the middle who is undecided about the first two things, but who likes Will Ferrell. Yeah. And so it is sort of surprising. I mean, in a way, I hate to say this, and it makes me, I feel such Catholic guilt even uttering this phrase. In a way, I'm kind of glad it did poorly, which makes me feel like such a jerk. I mean, I just feel such such a terrible person even saying that because I love Sid and Marty Croft, and I I wanted it to do well for them, for those guys. But it was just such a bad idea to make it a goofball comedy. I mean, that was like the big... That was the big mistake right out of the gate, was taking yeah. something that was supposed to be legitimately exciting and thrilling, even if it was kind of corny in retrospect and low yeah. budget, and trying to make it like a big, uh, trying to make it silly. Yeah, it's all just a big goof. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where, that's where it failed. Speaking of Will Ferrell, though, if I could just uh, uh, deviate for one moment here. You know what I watched this weekend, which I had been hearing about for the longest time? I was the biggest fan of that Observe and Report movie when it came out because it was just it took me by surprise. It just blew my mind. I was not expecting Observe and Report to be what it was because everybody thought Paul Blart, Mall Cop, and whatever. Um, and so then everybody said, if you like Observe and Report, which is the Seth Rogen film from earlier this year, they're like, you've got to see two things. This movie, Foot Fist Way, which I know Sarah has seen, yes. which I have not. Oh, you didn't see it yet? No, I've not seen that. But they said you've That's also... hilarious. Be, because Observe and Report was such a... It was just such a phenomenal film. It was just such an astounding motion picture that I was like, I have to see everything this guy's ever done. And everybody said, oh, he does this show on HBO called Eastbound and Down. Uh, the director, Jody Hill. So I watched the first three episodes of uh, of Eastbound and Down. And have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Boy, what a, that's, a, that's another show that is not quite like anything you've ever seen in your life. What a relentlessly awful slice of humanity that program is. Isn't and it amazing? It's just fantastic, Oh, yeah, though. totally. I mean, it really is. It really is quite exceptional. So if you have not seen Eastbound and Down, uh, you really owe it to yourself to do that. But uh, Well, that's what I found sort of strange about the, the uh, commercials for Land of the Lost. Because, I mean, my theory about, a, you know, I mean, how many times have you seen trailers for a comedy, then you actually see the movie and you realize all the best stuff was given away in the trailer. Yeah. 
But then you've got something like Land of the Lost where the trailers don't have anything funny, and the only laugh line they go to is the one that Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down and right. This Footway delivers. I mean, Will Ferrell doesn't even have the funniest line in the movie, and the, the line that Danny McBride delivers is not that funny. And I think Will Ferrell's sort of, he's, I think, reaching the point where he's going to have to shift somehow. Like when well, he, he needs to just take a few days off. I mean, he's a funny guy, but he's just, he's he's everywhere. There's no escaping And I guy. think he's kind of wrung, I think he's wrung a lot of the uh, the laughs out of that persona that he that he sort of has. But Danny yeah. McBride is the star of Eastbound and Down. Will Ferrell, executive, produces that show, and I was watching, I think it was the second episode in, Will Ferrell makes an, an appearance uh, as, a, uh, as a car dealer. Uh, and just re- a relentlessly vile human being at that, which is, it's always great to see somebody who has a lot of family appeal just play just like a, a complete a-hole, which he does with <laughs> aplomb. So what is coming up in the Oregonian, Christy Turnquist? Oh, gosh, what is coming up? Well, let's see. I'm working on a story about um, Portland designers of rock and roll posters. Excellent. Of which we have many, many, many. And there's a new book out that's a collection of some really uh, visually imaginative rock and roll posters and a lot of the designs in there are by Portland people, so I'm working on that. Fantastic. Christy Turnquist, read her in print in the Oregonian or online at OregonLive.com. Straight ahead, we have Tim Riley, who is uh, tracking a series of headlines for us, including what, Tim? A car plunges in the Columbia and sinks after a police chase. Excellent. That is, I mean, not excellent that it happened. Unless he was a bad guy, in which it's completely excellent. The Rick Emerson Show continues next. We have three injury accidents. The first high five northbound on Highway 217, just north of Carmen, blocking the left lane, backed all the way up to Tualatin. Another one, southwest Highway 217, northbound at Walker Road. Another injury accident. It is thick back to Allen. That's what it says. Another injury accident southwest of Nimbus Avenue at Hall due to an injury accident. And, of course, a big one, Marine Drive, close between 33rd and 122nd due to a police chase. More about that in just a moment. Tim Riley on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey. What? Man, Sarah oh and her Dylans. On Rock 101 KUFO. Indeed, it is the Rick Emerson Show live from Rock 101 KUFO, beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's 503-228-4101, or you can also uh, text us today. It's 52051. Uh, coming up later on, a copy of The Shield Season 7 on DVD. We'll be uh, giving that away. Sarah said the greatest thing during the break. Hmm. I wrote this down. Sarah said, quote, My legs hurt from ping pong and cornhole yesterday. Is okay, ping pong and cornhole funny. your other morning show? Oh, can I be a ping pong? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can, Sarah. I don't understand what that means. Well, I played yesterday. I spent the whole day playing, uh, start out playing ping pong. Then uh, played, have you ever played cornhole? <laughs> I know it sounds like cornhole is like the funnest game ever. Is it really? I suppose to some. <laughs> It's very fun. I did you, that in uh, my wig. I love cornhole. Um, it's it's really fun. Like there are these um, giant planks of wood, and you have to throw these uh, corn-filled bean bags. Well, I guess they're corn bags into uh, <laughs> at this corn uh, bags. <laughs> Doesn't corn bags sound like something that you have to have removed from some part of your body? Yes. All right. Well, no, let me... cornhole. It, it it's a really fun game, and I played it um all day yesterday. But like, I feel so out of shape because I'm actually feeling like a little sore from playing cornhole. Okay, never mind. The cornhole, that wrong. the cornhole strain was too much. You know, Moving make him not for cornhole jokes. Forward, here's Tim Riley at the news desk. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. 748, no showers till Thursday. Highs today in the 70s. So a car has plunged into the Columbia River following a police chase. The solo went down around 520 this morning. Dive teams have found it. 
It is left of Northeast Marine Drive, and the vehicle is upside down in about 15 feet of water. They found this at Northeast 112th Avenue, where it intersects with Northeast Marine Drive. Marine Drive is closed from the area of Northeast 33rd to Northeast 122nd. Police called out the search around 520 this morning after the car went into the drink. A passenger was thrown out before it hit the river, and uh, the driver was still allegedly in the car, although they're not sure, they're not saying. So one person is missing, one person in critical condition at the hospital, that being the passenger. Well, it's going to be a bad mosquito season in central Oregon. Authorities are reporting more mosquito-related calls, especially along the Little Deschutes River. Mosquitoes can carry the dreaded West Nile virus. Try to swat them away if you can. Mosquito-related calls? Yes. Who is it that you're supposed to... Is there a mosquito hotline? Who's being... This is like that business we had last hour where we were reporting... Cell phone calls were apparently being made about this accident, even though we were unclear who they would be calling. Uh Uh-huh. So who was called about mosquitoes? It doesn't say. I mean, if I was out and I were to I see, suppose if you live in Central Oregon, you'd have a better idea. Like if I was to witness a particularly vicious mosquito horde uh, out on the rampage today, is there some note about who I'm supposed to contact? I suppose there is. The mosquito hotline, apparently, but I don't have the number handy. All right. Well, okay. Here's the best idea ever. Shoes with built-in GPS devices for Alzheimer's patients. A French press agency reports a shoemaker and a technology company have joined forces. It's expected to help those who uh, show the wandering symptoms of the disease. George Mason University professor Alex Carey acted as a consultant for the development. He said the technology will provide the location within 30 feet anywhere on the planet of anyone wearing these special shoes. 60% of people with Alzheimer's will have a wandering incident at least once in their lifetime. The shoes can also be used in conjunction with a geofence placed around the patient's home. And oh, this is, so alert a, will be sent out if you try to venture anywhere. When they say a geofence, they, you know, here's what they won't call that. That's exactly that invisible leash thing uh, yeah. that you put on your dog. That's totally what that I is. I don't think they want to zap Alzheimer's patients. Well, uh, no, probably not. But, 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 I mean, they don't want to call it a leash, but that's obviously what it is. It's like that electronic tether that you can put on your dog where if it tries. And I don't even know how that works. Like, if your dog gets to the perimeter, what is it? Does it, like, give him, like, a little buzz or it's something? Just, so I don't know anybody who has one. No, I... The I've only seen pictures of it at the vet. That's, I mean, it's yeah, it's a thing, and they always claim that like it's painless and it doesn't, it doesn't uh, hurt the dog or whatever. But I, it, I just don't really have any, you know, have any need for one uh, where I live. But it, uh, that does seem like a thing that you could. Uh, it does seem like a thing that will almost immediately be expanded to include children. They'll make some kids version of that. Be, well, they already have leashes for kids. Well, I was just going to say it'll be like those brainless parents at the mall that apparently forget they have hands, uh, and so they need to put their kid at the end of a leash and. By the way, if you ever really want to irritate a parent like that, just refer to it as a leash, which is what it is. Uh, and that's then, how you start getting the hate calls. Oh no! And then, but then I remember just, every time you do this. Oh, and then I you remember just that. Brace yourself for the lecture. Well, look, I'm just look. It's your kid. It's your property. I suppose you can leash it up if what you want to. What is it supposed to. to be called if it's not a leash? They call a it choke a choke collar. Nothing. <laughs> they uh, an enslavement apparatus. Um, they call it a tether. The freedom ring. <laughs> Where's my liberty rope? Jesse, you get back here. We head to the food court. Keep your hands out of that thing. It's probably filthy. Don't put your hands in your mouth. Get your fingers out of your sister's nose. Oh, I wish I hadn't been drunk all those many years ago. Anyway, uh, but they'll call it a tether, which I suppose is... It sounds like Heather. Yes, and it doesn't sound like leash, which is what it is. But they will inevitably now expand this. So, like, if it's a little too much work, like if it, like if it's way too much work to actually pay attention to your kid and hold on to him uh, while you're out, uh, you know, going to the Cajun Grill, 
And if it's still too much work to hold on to the end of the rope that has your kid, uh, you know, tied to it, then you can just get the electronic thing where if the kid tries to walk more than five feet away or think on its own, it'll just zap it or something. Mm. If you ever want to see a lot of kids on leashes, go to the zoo. I swear. <laughs> those like, aren't it, kids. Those are, those are animals. No, it's like a requirement to have like at least four children if you go to the zoo. Like one strapped on the front, on the back, and like one on uh, a leash in either hand. Uh, poke the monkey in the eye. <laughs> and then play cornhole. Here's Tim Riley. So let's bring, uh, we're going to talk to, actually, we're not going to talk to him. I wrote an article here about Ben Turvey, who is an expert on autoerotic asphyxiation, who's been studying the case of David Carradine for many days now. How does one become an expert on autoerotic and why? It must be offered somewhere. So, If you can draw this noose. Yeah, Turvey says it's simple for someone to uh, tie rope around his or her hands by loosely tying the hands in front and then raising them to tighten. Turvey says undoing the knot is easy as well, allowing for a quick escape. Turvey says, by tying his hands above his head and bending his knees into a sitting position, he can easily stand up and untie his hands with his teeth. Choking this position is an accident that usually results from the rope being left on the neck a few seconds too long. Okay, this totally makes sense. Looking at this David Carradine photograph, uh, which again, you can see at rickemerson.com if you so choose. It's not directly... It's not on uh, my actual page, but I have a link to it. The, so the you... problem is most guys don't read directions. No, no, they don't, Tim. They just, you know, the guys read, the, the, you know what they need for autoerotic asphyxiation, which is a phrase I never thought I'd use. They need a quick start guide because that's what guys will read. The guys will, the guys will, the, because if you ever buy any sort of electronic device, anything that plugs into anything else, um, the, you will get two things. You'll get the full on owner's manual. And then you'll just get the one page, which is like, if you don't want to read all the actual instructions and you just want to get the thing working now, you just read like these three steps. That's what they need for uh, for this. So if you go to rickemerson.com, you click the link. In other words, you don't have to see the photograph you don't want to. But you go there and there's a link that takes you to it. Um, it's I can, pretty tame. I can comp- it, it really, and see, but that's the thing. Is it just that we've become really warped? Or is it the photograph is actually? T- I mean, well, you don't... The, the photograph it doesn't look like death. It well, doesn't. No, look it like looks like what something from the Weekly World News. That's yeah. the, the thing. days when they published it. And like, there's no nudity. There's no blood or anything. Any. It's not graphic. Violently speaking, if you didn't know his eyes was, are popping out of his head. No, That's you can't. You can't even see his face. Actually, his back is to the yeah. camera, which is why people might see the back of his, not his him. wig. Yes. Um, so I mean, who's to say it could be him? Maybe it's not. It probably is. But um, what was my point? Oh, anyway, so if you're going to talk this, about this forever, yes, we are. You can, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. It does. Because you can see how that would work. Because on Friday, I was uh, spent like 20 minutes trying to tie my hands together to see if you could do it. Maybe that's not where you start. But see, that, that you're right. That never occurred to me. I think you work me. your way up. It ne- you, you mean literally or figuratively or both? Uh, both. Um, so it never occurred to me that you would loosely do it. And then you put your hands above your head and then you cinch them shut. And then this would, do- okay, and this would totally explain why he is crouching this way. Uh, in the closet, uh, so to speak, that uh, he is, because if he were to stand up here, then he would be tall enough to uh, to pull the part of the, the rope or whatever with his teeth and undo it. Maybe it wasn't a very good quality of rope. Well, this um, this sort of indicates, if this is him, that he wasn't with anybody else, that there wasn't like a hooker or something. Because you got to figure if there was a hooker, he wouldn't have any need to be tying himself up. He'd have the hooker do that, Right. Like this is sort of a uh, this is sort of a do-it-yourself choking kit. Uh, as well, maybe to he like, asked the concierge with some rope, and he just gave him the first thing he found. Maybe, maybe. And it wasn't the best of quality. Something made in China. The um, 
So this is so this is like when you have to play a video game uh, by yourself, you know, as opposed to like you know you don't have any there to anybody there to play Duck Hunt with you. All right, let's do uh, one more here, and then we'll take a, a break and get uh, caught up. President Obama will accelerate the pace of the economic stimulus package. Now he says he's going to create more than six hundred thousand new jobs this summer. He sent a massive stimulus in February. He's due to announce an accelerated plan during a uh, cabinet meeting today. The plan is to expedite nearly a dozen major projects that were funded by the $787 billion stimulus bill. He says, uh, we have a long way to go in our road to recovery, and uh, we are not going about it the right way so far. The unemployment rate rose to nearly 9.5% last month, though the pace of the monthly job loss slowed to 345000 All right. Straight ahead, we will do uh, more news with Tim Riley at the news desk, and we'll also uh, talk to Sarah Dillon more about uh, the baby. It wasn't, I see, I keep, I keep wanting to say bachelor, but it was a baby shower. It was a baby shower. And is that before the baby's born? Yes. Is that a, like, the blessed, well, of course, because she wouldn't, yes, the baby was already born, you wouldn't see <laughs> her. It's when you go to this party and all the women are pregnant. Yes. Oh, they're all, yeah, and all talking about children and, oh. And all the guys look really stupid. Sarah? There were no guys. Ah, uh, no. It was, just, guy. it was just all ladies. All It was just weird. It was I was so not belonging. Like, I walked in, and there's, um like, a tray. Like, it's a fancy, like, a mansion in Green Lake. Mm-hmm. And there's this tray with, like, rose-colored champagne for everybody and stuff. I did not belong. No, no. Weird. And it's almost did like... Did you bring a thoughtful gift? And I did, indeed. What did you get? What, what was your gift? I got her a boppy. A boppy? What is it's that? It's one of those things. It's like a pillow, like a nursing pillow kind of thing. Uh, what is a nursing pillow? It's uh, kind of shaped like a U. And you can put it in your lap to hold the baby. You know, there's a, you realize it because you don't have kids, there's just a whole class of products you don't know anything about. Oh, yeah. It's like you wouldn't give a carton of Marlboros. <laughs> no. Well, it is Bremerton. I don't know. All I know is that it was on the list and it was $40. Excellent. <laughs> oh, it was not one of the cheaper <laughs> ones. Sort by price. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, that's uh, when we come back. We'll also give away a copy of The Shield Season 7 on DVD when we get back. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. This is Green Day. God Almighty, I used up all my mouth today. Visit the Rick Emerson Show at KUFO.com. Dave Garcia can't handle too much good stuff. So obsessed with the bigger, better chicken sandwich at AM, PM, Dave underwent mouth enlargement surgery. Said he wanted a bigger, better mouth to enjoy it with. He's sticking to sodas till the swelling goes down. Me? I'd grab the bigger, better chicken sandwich for $1.29 and keep it at that. AM, PM, too much good stuff. At participating stores for a limited time, while supplies last, prices may vary. KUFO Portland. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Good morning to you. It is Monday morning. 503-228-4101. You can also text if you like. It is uh, 52051. 52051. Uh, don't forget, we're going to be giving away a trip to London to see the premiere of Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, it could be you that goes, ladies and gentlemen. All you got to do to qualify is uh, text the word Fallen, F-A-L-L-E-N, Fallen, to 52051. Or you can enter online at KUFO.com. Again, you just text the word Fallen, the 52051, or you uh, do it online at KUFO.com. Got to be 18, got to have a valid passport and be available on the uh, given dates, etc. Uh, we'll announce the winner June 10th. Just text the word Fallen, the 52051. Standard text messaging rates apply. Uh, we will also take caller number 10 right now, 503 228 4101. 503 228 
4101. If you are caller 10 and can answer the following question, you win a copy of The Shield Season 7 on DVD, the mind-blowing final season of The Shield starring Emmy Award winner Michael Chiklis, loaded with exclusive new bonus features available on DVD now. Although I would encourage you that if you win this and you haven't seen any of the previous seasons of The Shield, you got to go back and you got to watch it from the beginning because it really is. I'm not going to say it's it's a perfect series. There's some there's a few dead spots, especially as they get into the final uh, season of the show. But really, pound for pound, it, it's just one of the one of the best cop dramas certainly that's ever been on TV. If you can be caller ten to answer the following question correctly, his performance as what Hollywood icon resulted in Michael Chiklis being blackballed by the film system for nearly a decade? His performance as what Hollywood icon? This is in a biopic. Resulted in Michael Chiklis being blackballed and unable to find work in the Hollywood film system for nearly a decade. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can be caller 10 and answer that question uh, correctly, you want to copy this season 7. Uh, uh, see, I, almost, I tried to reverse you it there. You did it. Damn it. Shield Dude, I was season so proud of you seven the first time. On DVD. The love of God Almighty. Too bad it's out the sixth season. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, Tim Riley, what uh, stories are we following uh, on this Monday? Well, I'm glad you asked. A car plunges into the Columbia following a police chase. Still, the driver is missing. And it's a commuting nightmare for those around the steel bridge. There'll be multiple bridge lifts of the steel bridge so that the Rose Festival fleet can leave today. And uh, oh, 2,800 state workers protest downtown about impending layoffs. 50 show up for the blessing of the bikes. Have we found out... When the bridges are going to start going up? Anytime, though. So could it be, do we actually, we should see if anybody, uh, if anybody uh, knows whether they're up Until now. 11 o'clock. See, I can't, man, I can't imagine that they would be putting those bridges up in rush hour traffic. That seems really no. ridiculous. I mean, that, that just, that just seemed like a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, a disaster above and beyond the fact they're going to be late to work. That seems like a thing that's going to end in all kinds of problems because if they start, because it's that. You know, it's like uh, it's like that guy says in the movie Titanic, where he's showing the sort of side view of the ship and how it just fills up like an ice cube tray. And as the first compartment fills, goes to the second one, third one, and each compartment fills faster. Mm-hmm. So it is with the bridges, because if they close one bridge, then everybody gets shunted off, and the other bridges get exponentially more crowded, and then each bridge gets clogged faster than the one before it. Well, it says here just a steel bridge is being lifted. Okay, so it's j- well, how is that possible? Oh, I guess if they're all if the if the ships are all docked that far yeah. down, mm-hmm. okay. So it's not going to affect like the Hawthorne Bridge. No, all right, because that would that be far down. all right. Because that would just yeah, that would that would just be a disaster as of just Gaussian proportions. Us, no, well, really, that's you can avoid it's... delays by using bridges south of the Burnside Bridge. Excellent, done and done. What okay. could be easier? Well, all right. So see, I thought it was going to be like like three different bridges or something was going to go up. Uh, all right. So it, before we do anything else, I do want to clarify this. So you went to the baby shower in in Wenatchee, in not Se- Wenatchee, in in, in Bremerton, Seattle. Seattle, Bremerton. You yeah, went, went to Bremerton, then went to Seattle. Went to Bremerton Friday night. Um, hung out in Bremerton at a glorious tavern called the Maple Leaf. That is like it's the greatest bar that's ever existed. You walk in, it's like a shack. The floor is completely slanted. So the floor is slanted one way. The bar is slanted another way. The ceiling is covered in beer cans. The bathrooms are covered in pornography. And when you go out to the back um, patio area... Tim, they're going to be opening up one of these in your neighborhood. It's a perfect place for a baby shower. It is amazing. Well, it's just full of, like, dirt clods and broken dreams and deflated basketballs. That's excellent. Yeah, so Lisa and I did a whole photo shoot um, called Spring Break 09. That's fantastic. You'll be able to see what it looks like. So now there's, like, 30... That was Friday night. There's, like, 30 women there that you were in uh, a sorority with. 
Yes. And so, do you? I mean, do you keep in contact with any of them other than Delane, which is the reason you went up? No, and Delane and I actually don't really speak so much anymore since she does live in the Wenatchee. No, I haven't seen these girls. I like she's in Wenatchee. Like it's just, like she's behind <laughs> the Iron Curtain. It's like no. she's living in Moscow. It's been seven years since I've seen most of those girls. So clearly, you've remained very yes. Uh, we're, we're all very the very closest close. of chums, which is over the so years. weird because like they've all stuck together. Like I've you know kind of moved on from college and you know found my place in this world and found all my you know new friend stuff. They have not made any new friends. Like they're all still you know friends with each other, and that's about it. Yeah, well, you know they don't have friends. You know what they have is they have uh, other parents with whom their kids make play dates. Yes, that's uh, that's what they do. It was just so weird to me to see like okay, it's seven years later, you guys are still talking exactly how we did in college and yeah. like dressing the same and just still being you know snotty and weird. And that's just gonna I'm get like, worse. We're almost thirty now, ladies. Come on. And with it, with advancing age though, I mean, we're, of those thirty uh, uh, girls who were there, how many would you say have kids? More than half. No, there's a lot more marriages than kids. Okay, so all right, but so we, you are. There, there are only I think like a couple children uh, between, between them all, but mostly See, that all of them were me. married. That is, that does surprise me though, because I would figure that I would figure that's just part of uh, part of the life path that that comes with a uh, I don't know that comes with being uh, in a sorority. It seems like if you're in a sorority, you're because in a way that is being in a sorority is very much about being. Um, you know, being part of a being part of a social group and being you know being part of a norm in mm-hmm. some way, and so it would seem like part of that would be that you immediately get married, and you start cranking out children. Well, they all have children, and they've all like married up too, so they all have like these you know fancy pants husbands who um can you know afford to pay for anything that they want. So. Oh, I see. So you're just saying there was only a handful of kids like in attendance or something? No, no, they don't have uh, no most of the well, girls. Just, don't okay, have so children. do they all have children or none of them? I'm so unclear about this. No, but hardly any of them do. Okay. Like, I think one or two of them had kids, but I'm saying that they're all married. Okay. And so... Every some, single one of them is married. And somebody has clarified, by the way, we were talking about that electronic, uh, like the GPS shoes that they have for Alzheimer's people, and I noted that they will eventually come up with one of those for children, because that's, that is the logical extension of all products. Somebody says, they do have a fence for kids. He said, I saw one in Sky Mall. So Sky Mall has everything. Um, if you look up Kid Catcher... Online, kid catcher. He says, if you look up kid catcher, you will see an electronic fence uh, for your child. So I'm looking it but up. Does here. it shock them? I, I I'm unclear about that. And apparently, there's one called. Maybe um, it reasons with them, then shocks them if they don't listen. Um, no, no, no. See, okay. Well, this is not an electronic fence. This just this is like kid a, catcher. It's like ultimate a, solution for driveway safety. No, but this is just a tennis net. I'm looking at this. Look at if you go, a kid could outwit that. Yeah. If, Have you seen big red letters? The second biggest killer of young children around the home is the driveway. If you look at um, if you look up Kid Catcher online, it is actually this. This really is, in all honesty, this is just like a badminton net that's low to the ground. And it's just blocking the driveway, not so much like either side. Of it the is driveway. a patented, easy to use driveway safety net. So this is a thing that you would then uh, have to. Take down and unfasten every time you wanted to bring the car in or out. Okay, this is a terrible idea. Rick, yeah. Jane Hernandez said she would not let her children play in the driveway without it. But seriously, you're you're totally right about this, that you just stick it into the ground on either side of the driveway, and all the kid has to do is go around it. <laughs> no, it's like there's an invisible wall on the other side. So if, you, if you've got some obnoxious kid that just doesn't want to be constrained by the stay-at-home rule, if he's constantly lusting for freedom in the open road, this is really going to do you no good. Oh, my God. Did you see how much it is? It's $107, Sarah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's you can't isn't put it a worth price it for the safety. safety of your children? Exactly. What, why do you hate kids in America? Well, I like on the one hand, I was horrified by the idea that there'd be an electronic fence for kids, and now I'm all angry that there isn't one that I can look at. The kid catcher is strong enough to withstand being run over by your car.
That seems unlikely. Yeah. I uh, I dispute that contention. All right. Straight ahead, uh, Tim Riley has more news for you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, coming up at 9, it smells like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. This is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in ADHD. I've written a letter to Daddy. Gay hole. Yeah. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us this morning. It is Monday morning in Portland, Oregon, and everywhere. Uh, the answer, by the way, to our Michael Chiklis The Shield Season 7 on DVD trivia question is John Belushi. Michael Chiklis' role as John Belushi in the uh, movie Wired, which I think came out in 89, 88, something like that, uh, was responsible for him getting uh, no work to speak of over the following decade. Is Tim on his hands and knees on the floor? Yeah, I think I heard his phone ring. Why is that happening? <laughs> it, it was... The first time this year, my phone has rolled. I was just going to say, is it your once every nine months uh, phone call? It is. Excellent. Congratulations, Tim. Your phone works. It's, it's shocking. I don't know what it is when it happens. Why do you even bring that phone with you? Is there no way to know when that one call every year is going to be? No. All right. It could, it could come at any moment. It's well, like the... I use that as my alarm clock in the morning ah, to I wake see. me up. Okay. And I shut it off and I put it in my bag. All right. So, it's... so was it an emergency? Is everything okay? I don't care. I shut it off for now. I don't want to hear the racket. <laughs> So someone's calling. I like on the other, looks important. It's on the other end of the phone. I'm pinned underneath the drop my legs. Tim, I've got to do the show. All right. Ladies and gentlemen at the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the Send news the with Tim Riley. This is my, where my priorities lie. So much blood. 828, we are live here on a Monday morning. It's going to be in the 70s. No rain until Thursday. A car plunged in the Columbia River today after a police chase happened around 520 this morning. Therefore, a marine drive is close between Northeast 33rd and Northeast 22nd. So the cops are chasing this car. And finally, they give up. Of course, the guys in the car don't know that. So they say, step on it. The cops are chasing us. Well, they had stopped. So anyway, they end up in the uh, Columbia River. One guy gets thrown out of the car. He's in uh, bad shape. And then the driver apparently was still in the car when it went down in 15 feet of water. So we don't know if he got away or if he's still pinned under there, but uh, they're investigating it. So eventually they'll find the guy. 2,500 state workers gathered at the Hawthorne Bridge yesterday to protest budget cuts and layoffs. Lawmakers are scheduled to vote on a budget this week. 50 showed up for the blessing of the bikes at St. Mary's Cathedral over the weekend. They put holy water on bikes, believe it or not. And uh, some, of the, uh, some of the crowd wasn't Catholic, but they prayed and uh, chanted hymns just the same. Portland Police Bureau has decommissioned the North Precinct. Now, five precincts are being consolidated into three to serve you better. Well, I feel safer already, Tim. The station house is in St. John's, but they don't need it anymore. It's uh, going to be used for training purposes. <laughs> they've, they've solved crime altogether in that community? Yes, they have. It's a sparkling new beacon for all in mm -hmm. Oregon. Actor James Franco says he has dropped out of a plan to give the commencement speech at UCLA. Apparently, they didn't want them there. He enrolled in UCLA in 1996 and graduated last year with a degree in creative writing. What do you do with such a thing? <laughs> you become a wanky Hollywood actor I who has no other so. skills. And, uh, oh, he's being uh, replaced by Linkin Park lead guitarist Brad Delson. Really? Yes. Who graduated with a bachelor's degree. 
You know, it's here's the thing. It's always bizarre. I mean, I guess it shouldn't be. I shouldn't stereotype. As someone who works in the the field of rock in some tangential way, I guess it, I guess it's wrong to do this. But every now and again, there'll be some guy who's in a rock band, and then you find out that he's you know that he's fiendishly smart, smart in something or other. Well, like what's his name, Dexter Holland from The Offspring has a, like a degree in microbiology, I think, mm-hmm. or you know molecular engineering or some damn thing. Something that just seems uh, like so disproportionately uh, brainy. As compared to being, you know, like a dude in a well, band. Well, he submitted his application, and he's waiting. He's right, right next to the guy that went to auto-erotic asphyxiation school or whatever. Do we have sound from that guy? No. Or was the, was the sound just sort of like a, like a, just sort of an understated kind of, eh? Yes, it was. All right. It, there wasn't much to hear. Okay. A naked man high on PCP trashed in Seattle church over the weekend. Jagged broken glass left cuts all over his body, leaving a trail of blood everywhere. He went out of room-to-room rampage, tearing up uh, paintings from a gallery in the, on the walls. He shattered mirrors and smeared his own blood on walls and furniture. He did trigger an alarm and was promptly arrested. Uh, I do have a geek watch here. All right, here's your uh, geek watch. Are you, do you actually have it? I do, somewhere. Please stand by. Here's the geek watch. Here's your geek watch for Monday. In the Quasar Dilemma, remember, you used just a television show. That's all, okay? <laughs> right, but because we were wondering if the quantum flux, and I just listen on the There air. is no quantum flux. There's no auxiliary. There's no... I could see you doing that thing where you said it, though, and then immediately realized in the back of your head you weren't quite sure where it was. Well, that happens in here because I have less room than what I used to to work with. And sort of like when my uh, my mother would occasionally say, where are my glasses? And of course, they're right on top of her head, and she's just sort of wheeling around the house, madly looking for them. Here's uh, Tim Riley with your Geek Watch. I always know it's here. Part one. Windows 7 release date is announced. Windows 7, the next major release of the world's most popular operating system. So, so they claim. <laughs> really? But not favorite, mind you. Awesome. It's the most popular because it's forced upon you. Uh, will be officially available to the public on the 22nd of October. Windows 7 has been designed to be competitive with this stuff. Oh, really? Really? So users do not have to invest in new hardware. Customers who buy a new RC with Vista will be, oh, a PC. <laughs> Little do I know about these computers. A PC from Vista will be offered upgrades to Windows 7. At the Computer 2009 trade show in Taipei, Microsoft Stephen Guggenheimer says, We have received great feedback from our partners who look forward to offering Windows <laughs> that's almost, 7 that's to a, our customers in time for the holiday. Certainly a lie. Guggenheimer. I barely knew her. Yeah, that's not true. Part two. By the way, just the back of the Windows thing. Do you know anybody who's really clamoring for a Windows update? I mean, anybody, anywhere, no. ever. Uh, and, you know, and I, look, I'm on a Windows uh, machine right now, but I, I'm fairly certain. Let me look. Yeah, CBS is still running Windows XP. So we're one operating system behind here. We're about to be two operating systems behind because nobody wanted to upgrade to Vista, and I think even fewer people want to upgrade. It's like Vista, I, there, whether it's true or not, there was the perception that it just screwed everything up so badly uh, that, I mean, it's, I think Bill Gates had to come to your house and offer you a fistful of bills for you to agree to put that thing on. You know what I was thinking about the other day, actually? What was that? Because on my Mac, I actually have to run... Windows on my Mac uh, as a partitioned drive. Anyway, is a separate operating system to run uh, Adobe Edition, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and don't spare me the emails about how there's some Mac equivalent to Adobe Edition that I could be using. It's a, it's a long, it's a long involved explanation. But so I have to run Audition. So I have to run XP. So I have this beautiful Mac, which is just, you know, which is wonderful and glorious. And then occasionally I have to start Windows on it. Which is, you know, you just, you, which is awful. You, you sort of feel like you're finger painting uh, in the Louvre. You know what I mean? 
But as I was running Windows, I mean, I hadn't even gotten the thing t- turned on. It's like I had the Mac running, and then I said, well, I'll fire up my Windows uh, you know, uh, operating system here and run Adobe Audition. Hadn't even been on 30 seconds, and it was already throwing up some weird error message and making a plonking noise. And you all know the plonking noise. And I went through, and the plonk noise irritated me so badly that I actually stopped everything I was doing, and I went through my Windows, like through the... Um, the file structure, until I found the wave sound, like the actual sound effect, and I just deleted it from the system altogether. <laughs> forever. I did. I just ex- I just angrily deleted the entire thing. And that's is when there I, a forever option on that? Yes, there is. I pressed a button. I was like, get rid of this sound. I want it deleted from the system. So now even if Windows tries to make the plonking noise, it can't. It's like... Uh, Does it, it say, please reconsider? No, it did. It would come out. The paperclip came... I see you're trying to have a less irritating user experience. Can I interfere with that in some way? Um... So you know what I realized, though? This is the indicator of how irritating Windows is to everybody. No one associates any of the Windows sound effects, even the neutral ones, with anything good. Would you like proof? Yes. Oh. That right there. Right there. I don't even know what that sound does. It's melodious. I don't even know what that's supposed something's to broken. indicate. But that's working but the way it's supposed that's to. That's exactly it. Every single Windows sound effect indicates that something has gone wrong. There's nothing. Let's see. What else do I have here? Let me get a, uh, how about this one? Let's see. Oh, oh I see, no. But I don't even know what that sound does. I'm just going. I just, you know what I did? I copied. It means hopeless. That's what that means. <laughs> it means give up. Wait, hold on. Oh, it's uh, time to go to the. Uh, it's time to go buy another Mac. The so, I just. I copied. remember back in the days when you hated Macs. That's not true. You see, you, that you, is revisionist history. I have never hated Macs. I, I hate Mac people. I w- and still I do. There. By the way, it was. As a matter of fact. I can I catch you some slack on this because you said it during the national show. No, I, and one of your sponsors was a Mac dealer who canceled right after you said it. But see, to be I fair, was there that day. To be fair, though, I have never had a problem with Apple or the way they design things. But Apple is, and still is, by the way, really stubborn about certain things. There are things about Macs that drive me crazy. And even as a Mac user, I will say that the biggest thing I don't like about Macs is the people who sell them and most of the other people who use them. It's like when you get somebody who has kids. Well, I'm used to being hated. No, no, no. I'm just saying. But, you know, people have kids and they'll say, well, look, I hate everybody. I hate kids except for my own. Mm. That's how I feel about Mac users most of the time. I hate Mac users except for me. Um, Except for myself. (laughs) Well, and, and I have never, I have always said that Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, if you were to combine them, they'd make the greatest products on earth because Apple is still really bad at certain things. For example, I'll just tell you this. Here's another thing that Mac still cannot do correctly in 2009. If you put like a, uh, a like a CD, you know, a disc into your Mac now and it like lodges in there and you need to get it out, there's no eject button. There's no button. There's no way to actually just make it eject, which is a thing that every computer has had for like a hundred years. I have years. one. I have one. A physical eject, a yes. button, a physical button yes. that you press. Right it's in the right upper right hand corner. It's a triangle with two lines under it. Let me wear like like an actual button that you press yes. in. Mm-hmm. Then I am because here's the thing: they still don't put it here, and they still don't have it on the iMac, which is a desktop computer. Oh, I have it on my iMac. They don't. G five. They don't. So I'm glad that they put it there because for the longest time they didn't. They didn't even have the hole that you could jam a paperclip into. Here's the other thing: Are you jamming paperclips into your Mac? No, you know, on a, well, you probably don't know this, but on a Windows machine, yeah. if they don't have the button, there's like a reset button where you take like a thumbtack or a, a, a paperclip and you kind of press it in there and there's a reset button inside that spits out the disk. Lara actually just got a, a Mac of her own and the guy who sold her the Mac, who replaced it with another Mac, he actually gave her a long lecture. He's like, look, 
if you get a disc uh, stuck inside this thing, you're screwed. Uh, you, you have to go into the operating system in setup mode to eject it because there's no button you can press to actually spit it out. So it sounds like they may have finally modified that. Have they added a second mouse button yet? No. No, of course not. Because who needs two mice? Who, who needs two buttons on a mouse? That's just foolish. I've never had two buttons on the mouse. Of course not, because you've always owned a Mac. <laughs> sure. So well, I, I don't miss it. I've never had it. I love Mac. They're just incredibly stubborn about things, like to the point of, of anger and frustration. That being said, it's still not as frustrating as... So there you go. And Windows makes you wait for everything forever. Yes, it does. And you can't even and you can't close anything on Windows either. I pick it up and give it a good shake and it still doesn't work. <laughs> well, it's not a baby, Tim. It's the Rick Emerson show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Back after this with another visit to the news desk. It's Tim Riley. He's around the corner. Here's Faith No More on Rock 101 KUFO. That is such a pretty ending. Wait, this isn't Survivor, is it? Is this some no, this Survivor is, song I'm not no, familiar with? This is my Mad Max music. Oh, I'm sorry. Music. Tina is, Turner. Yeah, we don't oh. need another hero. Forgive me. All right. I thought that you'd know it by now. Um, hello, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about MaxMuscle.com. Why don't we go there together, shall we? That's where you can find amazing weight loss and... Uh, any kind of program you want, actually, if you just want to get healthier. So I actually went to their I went to their location last week and met with a representative that set me up on a program that I'm going to start tomorrow. I was going to start it this morning, but then I was really tired. Uh, but I <laughs> Wow. <laughs> See? But hence, you know. Way I'm to have not... the eye of the tiger. No, no, no. See, I'm lacking energy. So th- this is going to be my before. So today I'm going to do, like, my before picture, my before attitude, because tomorrow, Rick Emerson, tomorrow, Can we put a I'm picture of your, uh, of your before? Th- can we just put it on the wall? Yes, I'm a little squishy. So I'm going to so I'm gonna try and, um, yeah, I'm start fixing that. So I went and spoke with somebody named Larry uh, last week, set me up on a program, so I'm going to start um, a new diet regimen. So I sat down, talked to him about, um, like, my schedule for the day, like, like how much I eat, when I eat, how much I exercise, and, you know, do not exercise. Then he kind of figures out, how to make that work with your lifestyle. So my goal is to get in better shape and eat healthier and also have more energy during the day considering we wake up at ungodly hours. Um, they can also help you if you have different goals, uh, different goals for different people. If you want to lose a set amount of weight or just become stronger at the weight you are at, you can just go to one of their locations, talk to an employee because they're all nutritional specialists and they can uh, let you know exactly what you need to do in order to achieve whatever goal you want to. So today is before picture for me and uh, tomorrow I'm starting my maxmuscle.com. So you're taking the picture today. I'm taking it today. You're going to bring it in? I'm a, yes. Okay. I'll put it on. Okay. Especially, like, this shirt's a little clingy today, too, and I'm feeling a little bloated. You're going to wear that? Yes. Mm. I think so. No, not a good not I a didn't. Good I'm just screwing okay. you. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So check it out online. Maxmuscle.com. So this is, I guess, the place where I should have some new and exciting thing that I did with Secret Aardvark. There's some brand new recipes, some uh, groundbreaking mixture of ingredients, and uh, some confluence of foods that I mixed together. And that really isn't the case. Uh, I just uh, I just got a pizza last night. That's what I did. But the first thing I did, got the pizza, opened it up, uh, it got two slices out, put them on the plate, and then the next thing I did, went right to the fridge, got the Secret Aardvark, and put it right on top. Um, and it is, uh, it was actually, it, it, I guess it counts as something different because it was a variation of from my uh, my usual combination of pizza toppings. And the secret art of art goes on top. And the great thing about it is, how do I put this? It tastes great and it adds heat to it, but you sometimes don't even know it's there because it blends in so seamlessly with a lot of the other ingredients, which is not to mean it doesn't uh, have a lot of spice and a lot of flavor of its own. It does. It's just that it works well regardless of whatever you're, you know, you're putting it on. 
So you can go to secretardvark.com right now. You can find out more about this hot sauce. Secret Aardvark, habanero hot sauce. The recipe is uh, right here from Portland. The company is right here from Portland, and you can buy it in all kinds of places. Sometimes you go into a supermarket, and they split it up into different sections. Sometimes the hot sauces are scattered in different aisles throughout the store, depending on the you know what kind of food they're going to class it with. So you don't see it. you got to ask. If you go to a restaurant, they don't serve it. you got to ask about that as well. Or you can just go to secretardvark.com to find out more, and you can actually uh, have it sent to you from the website as well. You can buy it right there. Secret Aardvark Habanero Hot Sauce. One sauce to rule them all. Putting the cult in pop culture. The Jesus is about two inches tall. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Indeed it is. It's Rock 101 KUFO. It is Monday morning. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Join us tomorrow when our guests will include Dax Holt from TMZ, Don Taylor of Cinematical, and uh, Tony from Godsmack. They'll be joining us tomorrow as well as we look forward to Crew Fest 2, which is happening July 28th, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. You can find out that more at KUFO.com or get your tickets at, uh, at Ticketmaster. Everyone, can, please stop sending me uh, technical advice for the Mac. It was just a theoretical discussion. I don't actually have anything stuck inside. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me see if I can do... Let's see. One more here. There's that. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, when, I, when I first heard this noise on, on uh, whatever Windows system I was using at the time... That, I didn't even think that it sounded like that. I thought it was supposed to be just like a single duh thing, mm. but the, the computer was actually freezing up so badly that it was sort of stuttering. Apparently, that's the way that's actually supposed to sound. I'll do uh, one more here. Let's see. What is, uh, how about this? See, all What's of these, I don't, they're all associated with bad things in my head. Every single one of these sounds, I associate with some sort of uh, like a window coming up that says illegal operation, error 559732, and then the whole thing just catches fire. There we go. Oh, I don't like that one. No, I don't like that one either. Here's Tim Riley at the news desk, ladies and gentlemen. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 8.50. High temperatures today in the 70s under partly cloudy skies. The dead woman found in the crawl space of that Beaverton home had recently arrived in Tigard after moving from Maryland where she worked at a Popeye's chicken. Heather Snively was hopeful she would score a job at a video store while carrying her boyfriend's child. She had been selling her things online to make ends meet, including her boyfriend's pants. Snively had met Karina Roberts on Craigslist. They had never met before in person. They decided to get together to exchange baby clothes on Friday. Bad move. She would never leave Roberts home alive. Roberts would be arrested at St. Vincent's, where doctors revealed she was never pregnant, and the baby that died wasn't hers, as she had claimed. Meanwhile, the body of Snively Minersu baby was found in a crawl space of Roberts' home after a boyfriend who was an accomplice cooperated with police. Prosecutors will determine charges against the woman at some point today. Meanwhile, there is other news. Portland Police Bureau has decommissioned the North Precinct. Five precincts are being consolidated into three. The station house on Philadelphia Street in St. John's will be used for something else. Brett Michaels had a run-in with some stage scenery at the Tony Awards. The star of Rock of Love took to the stage where his, with his hair metal band Poison during the telecast. They performed nothing but a good time. But then, as Michaels was supposed to exit the stage, he was a little late. And then a a big piece of scenery smacked him on the top of the head and pinned him to the ground. I think I probably watched this 35 times as of now, and it never gets any less funny. 
Uh, so if you go to rickemerson.com, the first thing you're going to see, actually, it's in exactly the right order because you can look at the David Carradine photo if you really want to. I mean, you don't have to. You go there. There's another link you have to click. So it's not like you go there and you're really going to be confronted with it. Uh, you go there. You can click and look at the David Carradine uh, death photo if you like. But then right below that, you can wash that taste right out of your mind with uh, Brett Michaels. I'm going to watch it right now, actually. I am, too. Hold on. In fact, I'll, I'll even do it with audio. All right. So this is going to be the sound of... Uh, this is going to be the sound of Brett Michaels. Um, so this is with... Uh, so there are two different views here. There's there's the regular uh, version. And then there's the close-up. Yeah, there's the regular version, and then there's... And then he... Oh, oh man. Oh, and then it... And is that Stockard Channing? Channing, yeah. Who looks hot but a little drunk. Um, she's she gonna, always looks drunk. She always looks hot uh, as well, though, so that's why I accept that. Uh, you go to rickemerson.com, you can see this. There's the regular shot, and then there's the close-up shot, and it's Brett Michaels walking off stage, and then there's huge... I mean, it's massive. I mean, it's like a spinal tap proportions, how, how really disproportionate <laughs> in size this thing is. I mean, does this not seem like an honorary spinal tap it moment? Does. It really does. I just I'm, I like want to know if he's still alive. Because it looks like that thing is coming down pretty fast. I don't think anybody's seen him uh, since it. Okay, wait, here it comes. Down comes the Broadway thing. Oh, again, it hurts to watch. I'm going to feel so bad if he's actually dead or if he's been all reeved up by this whole thing. Because it just... Uh, he's probably joking with the nurses right now. Uh-huh. Him and David Carradine. Yeah. All right. Well, there were a bee problem so severe in Glen Falls, New York. Officials have... Been forced to shut down the street. Thousands of bees. Remember when all the bees were supposed to be dead? Well, thousands of them swarmed around a tree branch, and the public was threatened. They tried to get the pest control company to uh, clean up the problem, but they couldn't spray them because bees are protected. Yes, the bees are protect, uh, expected to clear out in a few days. Actually, I guess they've negotiated their way out of that. And the uh, two emails here to wrap this up. This one says, Rick, uh, I know how you can get that second mouse button. You can buy a Windows machine again, you tool. Not going to happen, sir. No, thank you for the suggestion. That's not going to be taking place. Uh, and this one, we'll end on this one. Windows effing update. Rick, I accidentally accepted an auto update this weekend for Internet Explorer on my Vista machine. It took 300 megabytes on my computer. Since exp uh, updating, my Internet Explorer crashes every 30 seconds. I have thrown my computer out the window. <laughs> well done, sir. Bill Gates is here to help. All right, we want to thank Cena Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum, the Oregonian's Christy Turnquist. Uh, joining us tomorrow, we will have Don Taylor from Cinematical, Daxold from TMZ, and Tony from Godsmack. He will uh, join us as well. Rick Emerson, show produced today and every day with the lovely and talented Sarah Stillen for Rock 101 KUFO in the newsroom. Tim Riley, the production assistant, is Greg Nibbler. At the front desk, Dave Zinn is the gatekeeper, the webmistress, Bridget from upstairs, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, Susan Donaff with me, Reynolds executive producer, Christopher J. Paddock. My name is Rick Emerson. Thank you for listening. It is Monday, June 8th, 2009, and that is the frequency. Kenneth, see you all tomorrow. Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area, your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.